Good evening, and welcome to our all-night Cliff and Kendall Halloween episode festival. It's a late October night, and the air's a little chilly, and you better watch out for Hillbilly Willie. Tonight, we begin with the original Halloween of Hillbilly Willie. <gasps> Get ready to hear a younger and less obese Cliff and Kendall, and meet a Mr. Snodbottom whose voice had not yet been altered by dozens of irritable bowel syndrome-induced strokes. And you decide which is creepier, Cliff lusting after his young assistant, or a murderous pig farmer who's possessed by hell demons. <laughs> Enjoy the show. Once there was a farmer in the North Busheltown woods. He made his money growing corn and selling off dry goods. But what he loved the most was his pigs. Yes, he did really love them more than he should that old hillbilly Willie. He loved those pigs more than his wife, so everybody said. So it's no wonder that she took the preacher to her bed. What happened when he found the mine? Oh, it may sound real silly, but a horde of demons went and possessed old hillbilly Willie. Now he's in the woods searching for his pigs most every night. He kills the folks in his way from sunset through daylight. He murdered some guy yesterday, boy it was a real dilly. So watch out or he'll get to you, old hillbilly Willie. Now don't get between a drove of pigs and their man. Watch out for those demons too, they're all over this land. And if it's a late October night and the air's a little chilly, listen for the crazy laughter of Hillbilly Willie. Yes, watch out or he might just get a little killy. That demon-possessed pig farmer, Hillbilly Hello, my name is Harvey, and no, you're not imagining things. I am a Halloween jack-o'-lantern. I am here to tell you the scariest but true story ever told. It happened late October, just a few years ago. Cliff and Kendall were all set to go on a relaxing autumn vacation. Of course, it turned out to be a nightmare bloodbath, but they didn't know that yet. As we find them, Cliff is wrapping up a few things in the office, just about ready to set off for the woods. Okay, Sebastian, did you pack all the handmade gifts we're going to give the mountain children? Yeah, they're in the back of the hybrid car next to the suitcase full of fiber bars. Good. Now, what about Kendall's dinger? He'd be lost without it. Yeah, it's in the box marked dinger. Oh, Cliff, I'm so sorry to bother you. I didn't expect to see you sitting here next to Zac Efron. Oh, Mrs. Butter 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 Churn, this isn't Zac Efron. It's my personal assistant, Sebastian. Haven't you been introduced? Oh, no, he's quite fetching. I know, but don't keep going on about it. his incredible attractiveness. He gets embarrassed when I do that. I mean, he'll, he'll get embarrassed. Oh, okay. Well, I just came in to collect my paycheck. All right. Uh, Sebastian, could you go and get Mrs. Potter Butter Butter Turns check? I think it's in that uh, bottom drawer over there. Sure. 
Yeah, just bend over and uh, reach right in there. Oh, oh my! I haven't seen a back in that perfect since I was a young girl in Italy and Michelangelo was carving with David. <laughs> Here you go. Oh, thank you! Are you sure you won't come with us on our relaxing autumn vacation? Sebastian is coming and so is Mr. Snodbottom. Oh, no, I have a Lady's Pumpkin carving retreat to attend. Where are you going? We're staying in a secluded cabin deep in the woods outside Busheltown. Doesn't that sound quaint? Deep woods outside of Busheltown. Not in the northern part, I hope. Of course. Kendall picked it out. He said the fall foliage would be best there. Oh, be careful. I've heard of some strange things happening there. When I was a girl... Oh, well, never mind. I hate to start a story when I have to leave so soon. That's not proper etiquette, you know. <laughs> I'll just check to make sure my paycheck is correct here. Oh, my, there must be some sort of mistake. What is it? I've been given a pink slip. What? Oh, just look. <laughs> oh, I'm so sorry. <laughs> Sebastian, what's so funny? Is this another one of your pranks? I'm sorry, I just punked you. Punked? Well, I never... Well, I can't be mad at you with those beautiful puppy dog eyes. You really can't, can you? And I really think of them more as bedroom eyes. Here's your real trick, ma'am. Ma'am, adorable. No harm done. You have a relaxing trip. I'm sure everything will be fine, despite all evidence I secretly know to the contrary. Oh, toodaloo. Goodbye. Carve a good pumpkin. Sebastian, I've told you about all this pumpkin. Yeah, I'm sorry. I'll just stop. I promise. Don't worry. All's forgiven. Give us a hug. Meanwhile, outside Cliff and Kendall Studios, Kendall and Mr. Snodbottom were preparing the car for their road trip to hell. Mr. Snodbottom, could you hand me that rag? I'm going to make sure our hubcaps are nice and shiny for this relaxing autumn vacation we're all going on. I tell you, my boy, I haven't been on a trip with just the boys in several decades. My wife Petunia wouldn't have it, you know. She forbade me to leave town without her. Well, what made her change her mind? She died. Mr. Snodbottom, I, I'm sorry, I had no idea. Oh, uh, d- did I say she died? I meant we divorced. I keep mixing up my words. Still in shock, I suppose. Well, maybe it'll be good for you to get away, raise your spirits. Oh, my spirits have never been higher. Petunia was a nasty woman. Oh, she was mean? Yes, and disgusting. She sat on our sofa for over 18 years. Had to be surgically removed from it. The fibers had grown into her legs. I guess it was sort of sad in a way. Oh, that's terrible. Yes, but we're moving on. I'm dating new women and she's bought new furniture. You've been dating? Well, boy, I must say it's been slow. I've had my eye on someone, though. Uh, I'm afraid to ask. Do you know if Mrs. Putter Butter Butterchurn is on the market? Um. I mean, I'm not looking long term now, boy. Just want to have a little fun. Do you know what I mean? Uh. It was a long and lonely 18 years Petunia was on that couch. Not to be too crude about the whole thing. Uh. But that's just between us boys. A man's vacation. How invigorating. Uh, yeah. I'll, I'll go get Cliff and Sebastian. I'm ready to go. Sure thing, my boy. 
Hand me that rag and I'll make sure you can see your face in the transmission by the time you get back. And so the four men set off to meet their destiny. It took them 31 hours to drive from Los Angeles to their destination. The trip was long, but uneventful, though by the time they arrived at a truck stop just outside Busheltown, the men were tired, weary, and ready to get to their relaxing cabin. Unfortunately for them, the trouble was just beginning. Oh, I'm so tired. Handle my boy, I am weary. I just want to get to the cabin and relax. I think there's some trouble. What trouble could there be? It's late at night, we're in a small town, I can hear the crickets chirping and the lake loons looning. Uh, why is our engine on fire? Oh no! Look at all that smoke! Kendall, while you fix the engine, I'm gonna go get some more snacks. More snacks? You just bought six Reese's Cups when we stopped 20 minutes ago for Mrs. Snodbottom's 85th bathroom break. Now Kendall, you know Mr. Snodbottom can't help his irritable bowel syndrome. And I didn't buy Reese's Cups, I bought Reese's Pumpkins! It's almost Halloween! Okay, okay, I'll, I'll see what I can do about the engine. Would you get me an apple or something? An apple? Okay, a pie. A nice big pie. Gotcha. Be right back. Come, Sebastian. Coming. Sebastian, I need you to get some magazines. I need the new Oprah magazine for me, Dog Fancy for Kendall, Irritable Bowel Gazette for Mr. Snodbottom, and Teen People for you. Teen People? Would you rather have Men's Fitness, Tiger Beat? I'll go with Teen People. I'll be up at the counter getting candy and soaking up some local color. Candy corn for a quarter of a pound? Hi there, young fella. Oh, are you talking to me? Well, I'm not talking to your son over there looking at the teen people. He's not my son. He's my personal assistant and he's old enough to drink. Oh, yeah? Yes. He just always forgets his ID, so I buy his beer for him. All right. You out of town or from out of town? We are from New York and L.A., according to our podcast description. Podcast? What in tarnation is that? Uh, it's, it's kind of an internet talk show, bits of humanity, you know. Nope. What kind of things y'all talk about? Fly fishing, rye farming, pig slaughtering? Um, no, mostly time marching on, sassy economy, clean week. We're up to the minute stuff. Mm-hmm. What you see slickers doing out here in Busheltown? Well, we're actually here for a relaxing autumn vacation. Are there any Halloween festivals this weekend? Sebastian loves bobbing for apples. No. Halloween festivals start next weekend. You wouldn't like it, though. We don't bob for nothing but rye around these parts. You folks staying over at the Busheltown Arms, are you? Oh, no. We're roughing it in a cabin deep in the woods. South of town? No. East? No. Tell me you're staying in the deep woods west of town. No, we're staying in a cabin up in the north woods, a place called North Busheltown Woods. It's a, a rustic yet charming campground, according to their blog spot. Listen, fella, you take your pretty little son and them two old fellas outside, and you turn around and you go back home. Ain't nothing for you up them in their north woods. Go back to Brooklyn where you'll be safe. Oh, come on, it can't be that bad. Here's the magazines, Cliff. Thanks. Sir, if you could just ring these periodicals up and give me two pounds of candy corn and... Oh, um, do you have any pies? I got a candy apple surprise pie or a key lime twist sprinkle. Hmm. Better take them both. What's the surprise in the pie? Right. That'll be $11.17. Here you go, sir. 
Sebastian, take the pies. Now, mister, you have a nice night and a happy Halloween. It was nice to meet you. Y'all better heed my warning. Ain't nothing up there in them north woods for you. Stay away. Go home. These local characters are the best, aren't they, Sebastian? They had pie? Yep, Sebastian's got them. Have you fixed the car? Well, it'll have to be taken to the mechanic once we get back to L.A. There was a hole worn in the timing belt, but we rigged up a temporary solution using the elastic from Mr. Snodbottom's jockey shorts. Great. I can't wait to see our cabin. Oh, I'm excited, too. This chill in the air and this autumn foliage. I can't wait for Halloween. Me, too. I brought Hocus Pocus on Blu-ray. <laughs> so did I. Of course we would both bring it. It's classic. We'll have to watch it over and over. It is the best film of all time. Except maybe for Ernest Scared Stupid. Can you believe we are MySpace friends with one of its stars? No! I pinch myself every day. Guys, do you think we could get going? Mr. Snodbottom's already asleep in the front seat and is drooling again. And so they continued to follow their map quest directions to the North Busheltown Woods campground. As they left the Busheltown city limits, the streetlights fell behind them and there was nothing but pitch black darkness outside the car windows. You know, these deep, dark woods are beautiful, but kind of scary. I know what you mean, especially since we're so close to Halloween. Everything seems scarier. What was that? Uh, it was just a frog, I think. Ooh, I hate frogs. Run over it. Oh, settle down. It is awfully late. Are you sure we can check into this cabin this late? I don't know. Sebastian made the reservations. What'd they tell you on the phone, Sebastian? I didn't make reservations. What?! We were talking about this trip when you told me you made reservations. No, you were talking about sleeping around. I said I had reservations about sleeping in the same room with you. Sebastian, you know you really know how to hurt someone. Wait, 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 wait. I think we're missing the point. There are no reservations. How will we know if this place is even open? Kendall, calm down. Worst case scenario, we can pull over on this dark, deserted country road here in the middle of the woods and sleep in the car tonight and we can check in in the morning. Uh, nothing about that seems dangerous to you? Wait, you're right. What am I thinking? A frog could get in the car. Or a deranged psychopath could tear us limb from limb. I highly doubt that. Hold on. Sebastian, is this one of your punks? Are you punking Kendall right now? No, I thought you were going to make the travel arrangements. What gave you that idea? Uh, we were outside and you told me clean the pool while you made the travel arrangements. Oh, that's right. How could I have let that happen? That doesn't sound like me to become so distracted by watching Sebastian clean the pool that I forgot to make the reservations, does it? Anybody? And so they drove on until they came to a rusty, weather-beaten gate blocking the road. They bickered over who should get out and try to open the gate. And finally, 40 minutes later, at 3.30 in the black of night, Cliff and Kendall ventured out into the wilderness. Oh, I'm so scared. Kendall, you have to man up. This is just the deep, dark North Bushletown woods that people have repeatedly told me are full of horrible nightmare dangers. What? Nothing. Is the gate locked? Let me try it here. Looks like it's closed for the night. Can you see anything out there beyond it? All I see is pitch black darkness. You know, in the dark like this, your other senses are really heightened. I know. I can hear all kinds of creatures. I'm sure in the day, they're really cute and adorable little animals, but 
night, they're terrifying my soul. Oh, Cliff, you're squeezing me too tight. My sternum is cracking. Oh, sorry. Uh, did you hear that? Is that laughing? Maybe it was Sebastian in the car listening to one of our old podcasts. It didn't sound like Sebastian. I think we should go back to the car. <gasps> okay. And so they huddled together locked in their car for the next few hours. Slowly the sun rose over the mountains of Busheltown and the terrifying woods of the night lightened up and became the beautiful autumn foliage-filled woods of the day. Look at the fall foliage. It's gorgeous. I'm relaxed already. You know, despite the mild horrors of last night, I think this is going to be a relaxing autumn vacation after all. Hand me some breakfast pie. Uh, Kendall boy, I wonder if you could help me out of the car. My joints have stiffened and I can barely move. Uh, do you think it's safe to get out of the car now? It's now or never, I guess. And what danger could there be in this beautiful country morning? Oh, you're right. Give me your hand, Mr. Steinbottom. Oh, oh, Kendall. Oh, my knees. Oh, oh. Oh, this mountain air is refreshing. I'm going to go behind that ryeberry bush over there and have a bowel movement. Uh, okay. But, Kendall boy, if my bowels become irritated, I may need some help. So listen up in case I call for you. Uh, sure. I, I think I'll try that Kate again. Hey there, big fella! Oh, where did you come from? I'm the owner and proprietor of this here land your son over there is crapping on. He is not my son! Mr. Snodbottom is old enough to be my father. Whatever. I just hope you brung yourself a pooper scooper. What you fellas doing out here? We came for a relaxing autumn vacation in the woods. That's a new one. You know, sort of a pre-Halloween getaway. You want Halloween? You should have come next weekend. Big Halloween festival in town. Got your costumes, candy apple sculpting, your bobbin for rye, your old-fashioned mule toss. Fun for your whole family. What you got here, your husband and your two sons with you? No, my co-host, his personal assistant, and our producer. Uh-huh. Where are you folks staying? Well, we thought we had reservations here at the North Busheltown Woods Campground. You think they have an empty cabin this time of year? North Busheltown Woods got nothing but empty cabins. Of course, you'd be a fool to stay in there. What with old Hillbilly Willie running around. What? You ain't from around these parts, is ya? Nah, if so, you'd know right well who Hillbilly Willie is. Uh, we're from New York and L.A. Uh, kind of. So you better listen up a spell. Hillbilly Willie ain't nothing to be taken lightly. Here is his story. It was many years ago, late in October, just a week or so before the Halloween festival down in Busheltown proper. Hillbilly Willie, you see, was a pig farmer back in them days. He had himself a wife and a nice big old pig farm. Raised many a prize hog and was voted Pig Farmer of the Year four times by the Pig Farming Bureau. Anyway, like I say, it was nigh on Halloween, so the nights was getting chilly here in these parts. And since Hillbilly Willie loved on them pigs so much, spoiled them some might say, he would go out at night and make sure they was all tucked in and ready for Betty by, don't you know? It so happened that around this time, there was a traveling preacher going around putting on a late October revival, 
trying to win souls for the Lord, so they say. But one night during a terrible thunderstorm that flooded Bushletown Creek for weeks, Hillbilly Willie went out to check on his pigs. And when he got through making sure they was high and dry, he went back into his house. But he found his wife was not alone. She was in bed with the traveling preacher, getting to know him in a most biblical way. It also happened that around this time, there was a demon outbreak in Busheltown as well. Wait, Hillbilly Willie's wife was cheating on him with his traveling preacher? And there were demons? I, I think you've been drinking too much moonshine. Listen up, boy. True or truth was never told to you. Demons used to run amok all over this land back in the olden days. Olden days? Yeah, 1960s, 70s. Okay, so it was raining and thundering. And demons was coming out of the woodwork, for it was the very witching time of night. Hillbilly Willie had just stumbled upon adultery in his own bedroom, and he was understandably furious. He began yelling and screaming, beating on that old preaching scoundrel. He chased that preacher out into the backyard, and the preacher was about to hightail it out of there when, lo and behold, what should come up from behind an old water well but a pack of wild hell demons sent up to earth by the devil himself. So Hillbilly Willie and this preacher were shocked, of course, but the preacher had himself an idea. He saw Hillbilly Willie's pig pen and all them swine and decided to cast these hell demons into them prize pigs like they were always doing back in Bible days. What? Cast the demons into the pigs, trap them in the pig bodies. That's one of the few ways you can kill a hell demon, don't you know? Anyway, once the preacher started praying and speaking in tongues, Hillbilly Willie realized what was gonna happen and he got right crazy. These were his precious parkas and he didn't want nothing to happen to them. So as the preacher was a-casting his holy spell, Hillbilly Willie jumped in front of the pig pen and opened the gate. His pigs started running out and escaping and them hell demons all got trapped up inside Hillbilly Willie. Now to make a long story short, Hillbilly Willie, possessed by a horde of hell demons, roams these North Busheltown woods at night looking for his pigs and killing anybody who gets in his way. Is this just something you tell out-of-towners to scare them? Shoot, nah! If I'd have wanted to scare you away, I could have just showed you the eight toes are growing on my left foot. Oh. I'm just warning you. Now, you fellas are welcome to stay in one of my cabins in there, but you may be slaughtered come nightfall. I accept Visa and MasterCard, none of that snooty American Express. Uh, let me run all this by my friends and we'll make a decision. All right, I'll go open the gate. But remember what I said. No American Express. Who was that old guy you were talking to for so long? He owns the campground, but he says maybe we should stay somewhere else. Why? The fall foliage of North Busheltown Woods is famous for being so beautiful. I had my heart all set on a nice, relaxing autumn vacation. Well, we can still stay here. He just says there's a murdering psycho that's possessed by hell demons wandering around at night. Yeah, right. Do they have Wi-Fi? And so, scoffing at the obvious dangers ahead of them, Cliff and Kendall decided to stay in a cabin in the North Busheltown Woods. Later that day, just before sunset, they built a campfire and roasted marshmallows on what would turn out to be the worst night of their lives.
Cliff, would you pass me some of those chocolate bars? Ooh, me too. I need some more s'mores. <laughs> Do you think that's where the name came from? Because people always wanted some more s'mores. Maybe. Sebastian, do you want some more s'mores? No, I think I'm going to go behind the cabin and look at the lake as the sun sets. Well, that sounds romantic. See you later. Cliff, what was your favorite part of the day? Oh, I think maybe carving those pumpkins for the front porch of our vacation cabin, or maybe just all the relaxing I got to do under the foliage. What about you? Well, I liked shopping for Halloween candy at this little country store, and I also liked seeing all those kids in their costumes. Oh, Kendall, those weren't costumes. Those kids were all really hobos. Oh. What about you, Mr. Snodbottom? Well, I enjoyed the nap I took this morning in the hammock around back, the nap I took after lunch out there on the porch, and I'm looking forward to sleeping in that nice feather bed tonight. All in all, very relaxing. Yes, it has been wonderful. I just feel like I'm forgetting something. You know, me too. This geezer I was talking to last night had all these warnings of the danger of these woods. But the only real danger is that we'll fall in love with the North Bushletown woods and never want to leave. You know, I wouldn't be surprised if we never left. Me too. I bet you at least one of us will never leave these woods. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, maybe two of us. <laughs> Someone slightly less important might just not make it out. <laughs> <laughs> But only because they love the woods so much. But probably not. I mean, we're all pretty important. Well, except for Sebastian. He's important. Who would bring me lattes? And he's so good looking. Young, sexy people rarely fall in love with the wilderness, no matter how lovely the foliage is. Well, I guess you're right. Look at the sunset. Breathtaking. It reminds me of my honeymoon in Hawaii. You know, I hate to admit it, but I'm missing Petunia a bit right now. I think I may go inside and put some of these feelings into my divorce journal. All right, see you later, Mr. Snodbottom. Wow, it got dark really quick. I know, being in the woods in the dark like this is kind of spooky. Oh, those are just Halloween jitters. Maybe you're right. What's that? I didn't hear anything. There it was again. Those are just nature sounds. Don't you find them relaxing? Uh, unless that's the great pumpkin, maybe we should go inside. I know I'm just thinking of that crazy story that old redneck told me this morning, but... Oh, I'm hillbilly willy. Give me back my pig. Snort, 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 snort. Oh, no, no, I'm not a pig. I just have a glandular problem. Relax, guys. It's just me. You got punked again. Sebastian, I told you no more punks. My heart is in my throat. You little prank monkey. Look what you did to Kendall. He's having a heart attack. Thanks. No, I think I'll be okay. You know, Sebastian, I have a right mind to cut the overtime you're earning on this vacation in half. You go inside right now and think about what you did to your bosses. You'll scar Kendall for life next time. Okay, I'm sorry. I forgive you, but only because of those deep ocean blue eyes of yours. (laughs) Now get inside and make sure you don't disturb Mr. Snodbottom. He's journaling about his troubled divorce. Kendall, are you okay? I'll survive. I just gave myself over to the heebie-jeebies there for a moment. Huh, that's funny. All the lights just went off in the cabin. What? Maybe Mr. Snodbottom and Sebastian just went to bed at the same time and they turned off all the lights at the exact same second. What do you think the odds are of that happening? I think they're pretty slim. 
Besides Mr. Snodbottom has lots of issues to journal about. And it is unlike Sebastian to go to bed before doing his sit-ups, which he always does with the lights on. Or, so I hear. I'm getting kind of freaked out. Easy now. Don't rush to any conclusions. Like Kill Billy Willis and they're killing them both? Especially don't rush to that conclusion. Why haven't they come out to the campfire? Isn't that what you would do? Should we go inside and find them? I guess so. Let me see. I think I have a flashlight in my backpack here. Here, hold some of this stuff. What is this, an eye patch? No, that's a swimsuit I bought for Sebastian. I thought there might be a pool here. Okay, I've got the flashlight. Stay close. Leave the door open. Sebastian? Mr. Snodbottom? Oh God, what's that over there? No, it's just a pile of fiber bar wrappers. It is so dark and you're like the bottom of the ocean. Did you ever think that maybe there is no bottom of the ocean? That it just goes all the way through the earth? Do you think scientists have even considered that? No. Oh, what is that stain on the floor leading down the hallway into the bedrooms? It's blood. They're dead. We're doomed. Let me see. Let me see. No, it's a latte. A caramel soy latte. No foam with the flavor shot of something. Pumpkin? Uh, yeah, maybe. It's the latte Sebastian always makes for me, with extra pumpkin for Halloween. He must have been making me one as an apology before something awful happened. Why wouldn't he make me one? He punked me too. Well, if he's still alive, I'll write that up and put it in his file. Come on, let's see where this leads. Oh no, there's more latte over there. Only it's much darker. Kendall, I don't think that's latte. You mean he was making me an apology Sunday with this caramel syrup? No, I think that's Sebastian's blood. What's left of his body is lying right over there. Oh no, this can't be happening. It was so dreamy. This is a nightmare. It'll take forever to post another ad for an assistant on Craigslist. Did you hear that? What? Listen, listen. I don't think it was. It's especially hard to stop snacking late at night. Your last snack was your last. Prepare to die. <laughs> Why did you kill Sebastian? He didn't look like a pig. He offered himself as a sacrifice to me. He was a devout Satanist. Cliff, how could you not know that? I guess I should have realized when he said his favorite book was the Devil Bible. But I was lost in his eyes. Pay attention! You are about to meet your doom. But first, I will leave you alone for a moment so that you can have one final conversation. Cliff, do you think we can escape? There will be no escape! I will seal you in a ring of fire. Oh god, it's so hot! We're gonna die all sweaty and never having reached our goal weight. I never thought it would turn out like this. I always thought something terrible and supernatural would happen on Halloween night! 
Not a couple weeks before, we'll never get to dress up in another Halloween costume. <laughs> and mine was so good this year. Mine too. They were classic. We'll never hear Monster Mash again. <laughs> Why haven't I mentioned my wife Susan lately? <laughs> Why didn't Jake Gyllenhaal ever return any of my Twitter? Hold on, I have to make one last phone call. I don't think frequent guest star Alan is going to get us out of this one. No, not Alan. Hello? Mom, we're about to die. I just wanted to tell you that I love you. I told you to stay out of that North Bristol Town Woods. Hellbilly Willie is killing everybody. <laughs> you were right. <laughs> Goodbye. Bye. Tell Cliff I said hi. <laughs> she said hi. I know. I can hear. I'm sorry I called you an idiot all those times we played Things You Should Know. I was just being sassy. I'm sorry I left the room during so many times of your bad jokes. I was just trying to pretend to be slightly more prudish than I am. <laughs> hey, that reminds me. Where is Mr. Snodbottom? Oh, I don't know. Mr. Snodbottom? Mr. Snodbottom? Hold on, Kendall boy. I need a journal for ten more minutes. Mr. Snodbottom, we're about to die. Hillbilly Willie has just trapped us in a circle of flames. Well, let me... Oh, my! This is a jam of a pickle. I hope you are now ready to be torn apart by hell demons. Can anybody ever really be ready for that? It doesn't matter. You're first, old man. Oh, my. My mouth! Whoa! 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 I really thought Mr. Snodbottom would live. Me too. He seemed too important to die. I guess Halloween is the time for scary surprises. Enough banter. Which one dies first? <laughs> we need a Halloween miracle. I don't think those exist. I've heard of Halloween costumes, Halloween candy, oh, and Halloween nightmares, but we're already living in one of those. But as usual, Cliff was as wrong as wrong could be. A Halloween miracle occurred right then and there in the north Busheltown woods. From high in the sky came a great light. It shone through the windows, nearly blinding all of those inside the cabin. It's a miracle. Even after all those times we told him to take it, the Pope has come to save us. But it wasn't the Pope. It was a spaceship full of vampires from the planet Bloodtron. No, it cannot be. But it was. As everyone in Jugulos Nebula knows, Bloodtron vampires feast on the blood of hell demons. And so it was that in the next few seconds, hordes of space vampires, which were very scary looking, entered the cabin and descended upon Hillbilly Willie, sucking the blood of the demons which possessed him. Cliff and Kendall were so frightened that they fainted dead away. It was not until an hour or so later that both woke up. What? What? Where are we? What's going on? How? What happened? Are we dead? Heaven smells a lot like a burning cabin. No, wait. I remember it all now. Hillbilly Willie. <gasps> he was going to tear us limb from limb. There was, there was a bright light. And space vampires. Thank God we're saved. But we weren't all saved. Mr. Snodbottom didn't make it. What's that, Kendall boy? <gasps> Mr. Snodbottom, you're alive. I think it's... 
I can get to the hospital in time. They can put my bowels back in and I'll be right as brain. Halloween be praised, another miracle. Maybe that means Sebastian made it too. Sebastian, wake up. You can do it. I need a latte. Uh, I don't think that's going to work. Why not? You're slapping his decapitated head. The rest of him is in the living room. <laughs> Why does every Halloween have to be so scary? That's the way the Lord intended it to be. And so, having learned many valuable Halloween lessons, Cliff Kendall, a recuperating Mr. Snodbottom, and the bloody remains of Sebastian made their way back to L.A., just in time for a rocking Halloween party. Kendall, you want to go bob for apples? You bet! Then we can play pin the tail on the zombie. <laughs> yes! Oh, listen, they're playing our Halloween special over there. I love our Halloween special. It's the spookiest. You know, I'm I'm so glad that we survived that whole hillbilly willy thing. Me too. And I've been thinking, if Sebastian really was a Satanist and he sacrificed himself to the demons inside hillbilly willy, then he got what he wanted. And in a way, all his dreams came true. You're right. Good for him. And I don't think we'll be hearing from hillbilly willy again. Nope. He's history. Happy Halloween, Kendall. Happy Halloween, Cliff, and happy Halloween, everyone. Thanks for listening to today's podcast. Cliff and Kendall will be here next time. Keep the emails coming in and be sure to subscribe. And for more sass, visit cliffandkendall.com. Happy Halloween, everyone. Don't touch that dial, anyone. You're listening to the all-night Cliff and Kendall Halloween episode festival. And up next is part two of Hillbilly <laughs> Do you remember when Cliff and Kendall wrote a book and went on a book tour and were terrorized not only by their sworn enemies Clint and Kenneth, but also by the demon-possessed pig farmer known as Hillbilly Willie himself? Well, if you've forgotten, it's all coming up next. <gasps> because scariness is what happens when Hillbilly Willie returns. Previously on Cliff and Kindle, Coast to Coast. I hope you are now ready to be torn apart by hell demons. Can anybody ever really be ready for that? It doesn't matter. You're first, old man. Oh my, my bow! I really thought Mr. Snodbottom would live. Me too. He seemed too important to die. I guess Halloween is the time for scary surprises. Enough banter. Which one dies first? First? <laughs> no, 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 no! Not again, no. Sebastian! Cliff, Cliff, wake up! You're dreaming. It was so real, just like we lived it. It was the same dream? Yes. First you said, previously on Cliff and Kendall, Coast to Coast, just like, you know, at the beginning of our shows, and then, 
Oh God, it was so real. Just like it was all happening again. Well, you know it's not, and it's all behind us now. Hillbilly Willie will never, never, ever come back to hurt us again. And we will never, ever set foot in the North Busheltown woods again for as long as we both shall live. That's comforting. Thanks. And this year, Halloween will be different. We're going to spend it in the safest place ever. Frequent guest star Alan's apartment in Brooklyn. Nothing could possibly happen there. Oh, we must be here. I almost wish our tour bus wasn't so comfortable. I keep falling asleep and dreaming horrible things in it. I'm just no match for the lullaby of the highway. Wait, I thought we agreed we'd call our tour bus the Real Sass Express. I know you thought that. Candleboy, Cliff, we've just arrived outside the Barnes and Noble in Smackover. Are you boys ready to sign some books? You bet, Mr. Snidebottom. Kendall, do you think it will happen again? Hillbilly Willie was defeated by outer space vampires or something and can never, ever reappear on Earth. You know that. Oh, I know. I wasn't talking about that. I mean, remember our book signings in New London, New Mexico, and that one in old Oklahoma? Our mortal podcasting enemies came to heckle us. I don't think Clint and Kenneth will be back. I mean, I think they learned their lesson in Tulsa. That was quick thinking on my part, right? <laughs> yep. I doubt they've even picked all the chicken feathers off their upholstery yet. <laughs> okay. I'm just glad people are enjoying our book, How to Be a Big Fat Podcaster and 25 Big Fat Lessons. I know. Every book I sign for a fan makes my heart grow three sizes, just like the Grinch. Kendall, don't talk about the Grinch. Talk about Halloween things like vampires and mummies and orange pumpkins that kids carry around to collect all that candy, candy, candy. Oh, I'm so excited to spend Halloween in New York. Oh, it's magical. All the drunk people in costumes on the subway and in the bars. All the kids collecting candy coated in anthrax and filled with hidden razor blades. Sounds like a scary good time. Kendall, there is one thing. What's that? Well, regarding our book tour. Yeah? You know I don't mean to be negative. Uh, since when? But last week, when we signed books at that mall in Nashville... Yeah? There were only 11 people there to see us. Well, that's still 11. 11 people turned up just to see us. Imagine that. Kendall, I know five of those people were your mom. She just kept putting on different hats and getting back in line. Ha! Shows what you know. She wore six different hats. Remember that one fishing hat with all the lures on it? That was your mother? Yep. I didn't even recognize. What with all those shiny lures and then those little red and white ball things all over the hat. Wow. You know, I always wondered about those hats. Do you think the fishing hooks get caught in people's heads all the time? Probably. Uh, excuse me. Oh, Mr. Snowbottom, I forgot you were there. Yes, well, do you think you two were about ready to go inside? Oh, uh, be right out. Yeah. Are you ready to meet some fans and sign some books? Yep, just give me two hours for hair and makeup and I'll be right out. Oh, and find Topher and send him to get me a large bottle of Diet Cherry Pepsi and three boxes of fiber bars. Okay. Hello, it's me again, Harvey the Jack-O-Lantern. Back to narrate the terrifyingly true tale of what happened when... Well, you probably guessed it when you saw the title. 
I'm here to tell you what happened the Halloween that Hillbilly Willie returned. Once two big fatsos went to the North Busheltown woods Went to relax and sample some baked goods But there they found hell itself, oh yes it was really Hell was a pig farmer named Hillbilly Willie Our heroes never forgot the night the walls were stained red Yes, those fatsos got away but their assistant T is dead He offered himself as a sacrifice though it may sound real silly But he was a satanist who gave himself to old Hillbilly Willie Some space vampires saved the day that scary night But will the farmer come back? I think he just might Cliff and Kendall should beware cause this could be a dilly Listeners you should watch out too for old Hillbilly Willie Yes, don't get between a drove of pigs and their man And watch out for those demons too, they're all over this land And if it's a late October night and the air's a little chilly Listen for the crazy laughter of Hillbilly Willie Yes, watch out or he might just get a little killy That demon-possessed pig farmer Hillbilly Willie Yes, exactly one year after Cliff and Kendall had their first horrible run-in with the demon-possessed pig farmer from the North Busheltown woods, they were about to meet again with scarifyingly deadly results. But they didn't know that just yet. Currently, they were inside the Barnes & Noble in Smackover, dazzling a group of people who turned up to hear them read from their new book and to get the autograph of their favoritely morbid obese podcasters, I can just hear them finishing up the Q&A portion of their appearance. I do think little Johnny needs help. Yes. That's why we implore those adults around him to teach him the proper ways every time that we mention it on the show. Kendall, these super fans take everything so seriously. I know. Next question. You there with the NPR tote bag. Uh, yes. In episode 47, when Kendall asked Cliff the question about Charles Lindbergh... Oh, God. Did he really think there was a woman named Charles Lindbergh? Or was this a hilarious setup written by a room full of writers? Okay, for the record, I was confused by the phrasing of the question. For the real record, Kendall thought Charles Lindbergh was a woman. In fact, I've made that clip from the show My Ringtone. Just listen. Who's the first woman to fly a plane across, or as I wrote down, to fly a plane across the Atlantic uh, Ocean in 1928? Oh, uh, was it old Amelia Earhart? No, stupid! Uh, Who was it? It was Charles Lindbergh. <laughs> well, it looks like it's that time again. Thank you for coming out tonight. Yes, there's only one thing left to say. Kendall, would you please... First, when there's nothing but a slow-going dream. Kendall, will you turn up the reverb a little bit? Seems to hide deep inside your mind. Kendall, boy, could I speak to you for a moment? 
privately. Oh, sure. I have some news about the next stop on our book tour. What is it? We only have one more stop before we get to New York for Halloween. Did the book attic in Cranford, New Jersey cancel? Yes, but I've lined up another stop in another store. Where is it? Trenton? Hackensack? Oh god, not in Newark. No, it's somewhat further south. Huh? In Busheltown at a place called Hanky's Books and Bait. Busheltown? Don't you remember how we almost died last Halloween in Busheltown? You were literally disemboweled. I know, but business is business. And they apparently have a shelf full of your books and think people will turn out for the event. Well, you've got to tell Cliff. He's been having nightmares about last year for so long now, I don't want to be there when he finds out. Hmm. Where is Cliff's assistant, Topher? He's out there in front of the stage holding the applause sign, like always. Cliff would probably take it better coming from Topher. Can you give Topher orders? I sign the boy's checks. I should think so. I thought Cliff signed his checks. No, Cliff kisses his checks. I sign them. Well, okay, I just hope this all turns out okay. Oh, I can have it all. Oh, oh, I can have it all. I can have it all. Yes, in a shocking turn of events, Cliff and Kendall were headed right back where they swore they'd never go again. Back to the place that Hillbilly Willie, the demon-possessed pig farmer, had been terrorizing for years, murdering those he felt were in the way of him finding his lost flock of prized pigs. Later that night on board what Kendall liked to call the Real Sass Express. Cliff, are you asleep? No, I'm just watching Hocus Pocus on my iPod again. Have you talked to Topher since we got back on the Real Sass Express? Not really. He's been busy sewing my pants back together. Did you split the crotch on stage again tonight? Yeah, during my big closing number. You know, I keep telling you, most book tours don't have a closing number, or any numbers at all for that matter. Why? Well, because it's mostly about the books. No, no. Why did you want to know if I'd talk to Topher? Did you need something from him? <laughs> I don't know if he'd take orders from you. I'm the one who kisses his checks, you know. Oh, it's nothing like that. Never mind. I was lucky to find another assistant, you know. It took me six months to find one with the right credentials. You mean to find the right one that looked like Robert Pattinson from the Twilight movie? <laughs> to think, I was just walking in the mall one day, and then there he was, standing shirtless inside the Abercrombie & Fitch, and I just knew he was the right one for me. Sounds like fate, all right. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think I'll get to sleep. Okay, I'm going to go back to my compartment and listen to the soundtrack to The Nightmare Before Christmas, but only the Halloween songs, not the ones about Christmas. Okay, good night. Good night. Now, on to New Jersey. Going to sleep. Going to sleep. Going, going to sleep. sleep. Stop staying over at the Bush of Town Arms, are you? Oh, no, we're roughing it in a cabin deep in the woods. South of town? No. East? No. Tell me you're staying in the deep woods west of town. No, we're staying in a cabin up in the north woods, a place called North Busheltown Woods. It's a, a rustic yet charming campground, according to their blog spot. 
Listen, fella. You take your pretty little son and them two old fellas outside, and you turn around and you go back home. Ain't nothing for you up them in their north woods. Their north woods. Their north. Their north. Their north woods. Down woods. No. Oh. oh, oh, it was all a dream. Outside my window are the lush, rolling gables of scenic New Jersey. Cliff, 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 I can explain. No, I'm still dreaming. There is a sign outside that says North Busheltown Woods. It's still a dream. I'm still asleep. No, Cliff. Yes, and I'll do what I always do to prove I'm dreaming. I'll take off my pants. Oh, my God. And I'll find a hot guy to grind against. Telephone! No, wait, wait, wait. Cliff, pull your pants up. This is not a dream. What? Our tour schedule got changed, and we're not going to New Jersey anymore. We're doing a book signing in Busheltown at Hanky's Books and Bait. Who did this? It was Mr. Snodbottom. Don't yell at him. He's an old man with irritable bowel syndrome. He'll think irritable bowels when my foot gets stuck in him. Ugh. Look, can, can I be honest with you? <sighs> okay, of course. What do we call our tour bus? You've been calling it the Real Sass Express, but I've been resistant. We call it the Real Sass Express because our show is sassy, but it's also real. And I want to get real with you for a minute. Okay. I'm scared. Judging by that sign outside, we're about 15 feet from where we almost died last Halloween. We were nearly murdered by a pig farmer possessed by hell demons, and I'm frightened. But you know what we're going to do? Find a new producer slash tour manager and then share an ice cream cake? Nope. We're going to buck up, hide our scared faces, and put on a great book signing for all of our fans that show up to see us. And then we'll each eat our own ice cream cake. Thanks. I feel better. You're the level-headed brother I never had. And you're the Jake Gyllenhaal-obsessed gay brother I never had. Thanks. You know, that reminds me, I still have to watch Donnie Darko before Halloween. It won't be Halloween unless I watch my husband's movie. <laughs> oh, did you update cliffandkindle.com with our new book tour information? Of course I did. Adore. Yes, Cliff and Kendall put on brave faces and prepared to put on the best book signing anyone had ever seen. But there was something unexpected and horrible they hadn't prepared for. You see, in all the fuss over Hillbilly Willie, they had forgotten about their mortal podcasting enemies, Clint and Kenneth, hosts of the Shock Your Mind podcast. These two evil podcasters had been harassing Cliff and Kendall for months. Whether it was out of jealousy, envy, or general covetousness, no one knew for sure, but they'd set out to destroy our favorite fat hosts and would stop at nothing until they ruined Cliff and Kendall coast to coast once and for all. Clint and Kenneth put their fiendish plan in motion during the fan-favorite question-and-answer period of the book signing. If you took all the fat from every killer, white, and sperm whale and combined it, that's almost how fat I feel. And if you doubled it, that's how fat I feel. <laughs> Next question. Yes, you. The one on the left with that distracting fishing hat on. 
Oh, yeah. Does it ever bother you that your show sucks? Well, kind of. I mean... Cliff, don't answer that. It's not a fan. What? What? No, it is I, Kenneth, (laughs) co-host of the Shock Your Mind podcast. (laughs) Available on iTunes and podcasts at shockyourmind.blogspot.com. There's also I, Clint, other co-host of the Shock Your Mind podcast. Oh, Why didn't we notice them before? We were distracted by those stupid fishing hats they're wearing. I have a question. Why don't you shut down your show and open up more internet space for fan sites about my wife, Megan Fox? <gasps> oh, oh, can you imagine a grown man, nearly 30 years old, who fantasizes about being married to celebrities? <laughs> Disgusting. It also degrades the entire institution of marriage. Imagine how my wife Susan feels about it. Shut up, fatso. My real life husband Justin, who I married in Iowa, thinks it's just fine. God, could you not talk about places like Iowa? I just ate. Is there ever a time when you haven't just eaten? Hey, Cliff. Clint's husband, Justin, just wanted me to ask you when your last meaningful relationship was. My past lives are none of your business. The question I am superior for this evening is over. Yes, another evening was ruined by Clint and Kenneth, but things were only going to get worse for Cliff and Kendall from there on out. Later that evening, as Mr. Snodbottom was just about to leave Hanky's books and bait... Excuse me, Mr. Frog Blast. I'm Mr. Snodbottom. We spoke on the phone. No, yep. I'm here to collect Cliff and Kendall's fee for the evening. (laughs) Fee? Well, I meant to email you about that, but my mule, Flozelle, kicked over my iMac this afternoon. (laughs) You don't have the fee. I don't have the fee, per se. I got either a bag of cabbage heads or a bag of clearance books I can pay you with. You can take your pick. But let me warn you, the cabbage is mighty strong and is sure to upset anyone with weak bowels. I understand. Topher. Yes, Mr. Snodbottom. Uh, could you carry this bag of books and place it in the tour bus? Sure. Well, Mr. Frog Blast, we're off. I hope the turnout was what you were hoping for. No, can't say it was. Last week, Chloe Kardashian was here signing some books about spray tanning, and we had a line out the door wrapped around the building more times than we could count. Yes, well, good evening. Mr. Snodbottom, if I might ask you, where are you staying tonight? We'll just be sleeping in the real Sass Express. <laughs> the what? Uh, the tour bus. It's got beds, compartments, satellite television, <laughs> and the great pumpkin on Laserdisc. Oh, I'm sorry, I can't allow that. Excuse me? No. You see, I'm the co-owner of Hanky's Books and Baits and Deputy Sheriff Frog Blast as well, and there's laws in Bushtown outlawing folks from dwelling in their vehicles. Well, I'm sure you can make one exception. I mean, the bus is meant for sleeping and Cliff and Kendall. Uh... Also, we small town folks don't take kindly to celebrities wanting the law bent for their own proclivities, especially celebrities like Cliff and Kendall. I'm still not sure who they are. I see. 
We'll seek lawful shelter somewhere else. Thanks very much, Sheriff Frogblast. Mr. Snodbottom said he saw, but did he really? The answer, of course, is no. Mr. Snodbottom boarded the real Sass Express and broke the news to Cliff, Kendall, and Cliff's assistant, Topher. We have to stay in Busheltown. Why can't we just drive into New York? We can tell Alan we'll be there early, and we can sleep on his floor well, for a night if he needs to. Unfortunately, that's not an option. Why not? For many technical producer reasons, I can't explain. Oh. Topher, why don't you just look up hotels in the area on your Verizon sidekick? Just make sure they're in downtown Busheltown or the east, west, or south Busheltown woods. I just did. Every place in town is booked except for somewhere called the Merzikofagan Motel on I-13. Where is that? Their blog spot says it has scenic views of the North Busheltown's woods. No! Cliff, we may have to. I'm just... I'm not sure I can. I've been tormented by nightmares and hecklers and morbid obesity so long I may be too fragile. There may be no other choice. Kendall was right. There was no other choice. The four men headed off to the Merzikofagan Motel on I-13 to stay the night. The night that would turn out to be one of the two worst nights of their lives. The other worst night being last year, near Halloween when they were first terrorized by Hillbilly Willie, the pig farmer possessed by hell demons. We can do it, Cliff. A nightmare like last Halloween only comes once in a lifetime. You'll see. Tomorrow we'll head out for New York and everything will be just fine. Okay. I think you might be right. Sure. Now, what do you say you help me carry some of these bags into our motel room? No, I don't think I'll be doing that. <laughs> yeah, I didn't think so, you big fat lazy bitch. Topher! Yeah? Uh, what are these books in this bag? They're from the books and bait store we just left. That's how they paid you guys. Hmm, let's see what we got here. Anna Karenina. Nope. The Deep Fried Possum Handbook. Nope. And one, two, three, four, seven copies of Sarah Palin, An American Life. Ugh. I can't even look through the rest. You just keep them, Topher. You never know when you might need to start a fire. Uh, thanks. Cliff, I think you should see this. What is it? One of the rooms leave their curtains open. Are there naked bodies writhing in plain sight? <laughs> Is this erotic view giving you ideas, Topher? No. I think your mortal enemies, Clint and Kenneth, are at this same motel. Oh, God. What makes you say that? I see them over there by the ice machine. <sighs> Get back in. They haven't seen us. Where's Kendall? Oh, no. Wait. Here he comes. Kendall! Get in here, quick! What is it? Clint and Kenneth are at the same motel. Oh, God. I think I'd rather have Hillbilly Willie. Kidding, just kidding, universe, just a joke. Who are Clint and Kenneth, anyway? Why are they tormenting you? They're a couple of hack podcasters. That's who they are. They copy everything we do. And now they're trying to run us out of business. 
They just think they're so cool. Such hot shit. Well, I think they're just cold diarrhea. <laughs> I would give anything for them not to be here. For them to not even know who we were. I wish they were dead. I'd like to see them do a show then. They won't even have a show after they're dead like we will. Cliff and Kendall, cloud to cloud. Oh, I can't wait to interview Lucy and Ethel when we get to heaven. I want to have Floyd Kramer come on the show and play the piano with me. Oh, and what if we had Mahalia Jackson and Jesus come on to sing that song about the Pope that we sang in Vatican City? You guys are weird. Topher, look out the door and see if Clint and Kenneth are still there. Uh, I don't see them. Kendall, why won't they leave us alone? Their torment is pushing me to the breaking point! They are bothering us for the same reason the bullies bothered me in fourth grade. Jealousy. According to my mom, they were very jealous of me. There were a lot of kids jealous of me, too. Especially in middle school. Well, let's just go to our rooms and get a good night's sleep. After all, for what human ill does not Don seem to be an alleviation? That was said by Thornton Wilder. And then it was said by you on Cliff and Kendall in the Morning, Part 3. Remember what else? I'd like mornings better if they started later. And that was said by... An Unknown Arthur! <laughs> you guys are really weird. But Cliff and Kendall's weirdness was just beginning. And unfortunately, the morning would bring no alleviation for the ill that was about to befall the unlucky souls who were bedded down for the night at Merzikofagen Motel on I-13. Later that night... I can't sleep. What's keeping you up? Thoughts about Clinton Kenneth or Hillbilly Willie? Neither. It's Mr. Snodbottom's irritable bowel syndrome. I can hear it from the next room. Ugh. And I can smell it, too. Poor Topher, he's sharing the room with him. But, aren't you a little scared of Hillbilly Willie? Honestly? No. I mean, okay, we're in the North Busheltown woods, it's almost Halloween again, but nothing remotely scary has happened to us. No eerie sound, no eerie silences, no strange lights, no strange darks, nothing. I guess you're right. I'm officially over my fears of Hillbilly Willie. <laughs> Hillbilly who? <laughs> I feel better. Now, if only Clint and Kenneth would... Well, that's another thing. You know what I think we should do? Lure them on stage somewhere and dump pig's blood on them? No. I think we should go and knock on their door and talk to them. Maybe some sort of truce. It's got to end. You know, you're right. You're the level-headed brother I never had. <laughs> you already said that. Let's go see them right now. But it's four in the morning. Well, I'm doing it. You can come with me or not. I think I'll let you go and break the ice, and then I'll come and join you in ten minutes. That's what I thought, you fat, lazy bitch. What? Oh, I said this hat is crazy. Oh. See you in ten minutes. <laughs> yeah, whatever. Five minutes later. That was quick. You know, I was flipping through the channels trying to find something Halloween-y to watch. Something spooky with a pumpkin in it, you know. And there's nothing, so I've been watching St. Elmo's Fire. Did you ever see it? Rob Lowe was so hot. But it's kind of funny because he's like this big musician that everybody's, you know, wild for because he's real hot. But he plays the saxophone, and he's all sweaty blowing the sax, and it's working, and he's sweaty, and he's hot. But you, they just wouldn't do that today. A sexy saxophonist, I mean. Are you done? I was going to tell you about how huge Judd Nelson's nostrils were, but you look like you've got something to say. More like something to show you. Look at this. Ooh, what is that? 
Are they painting the hallway red and you got fresh red paint all over you? No. Did you slip in a big ketchup puddle? No. You tripped and fell into an open vat of nail polish. No, and I didn't dip my body into a pot of tomato soup and there aren't any protesters outside who saw my pajamas and mistook them for fur and they doused me with red paint. So what happened? How do you explain the wet redness all over your pajamas? I was walking to Clint and Kenneth's room when I realized I didn't know which room it was. But then I happened to see an open door and I glanced inside and there... What? There was Clint and Kenneth ripped apart. Body parts everywhere. Blood coating the floors, the walls, the ceiling, in the ice bucket dripping down between the buttons on the TV remote, between the pages of the Bible and the drawer on the nightstand. Oh my... What? It was really everywhere. I think you're missing the point. Kendall, I don't feel anything. No sadness, and it would be wrong to be happy about someone's brutal murder. A double brutal murder. So I don't feel happy about this at all. Go back to the part about the double brutal murder. <gasps> There's been a double brutal murder! We have to report this. Wrong. You have to burn your clothes. Huh? Who do you think the fuzz is going to finger, huh? We're the suspects. We're going to be the perps. Do you want to do a perp walk? I don't even know what that is. How about this? Fat man walking the green mile. That's you, buddy, because they're not going to get me for this one. Not this time. Not know how. Cliff, we didn't do it. Oh, yeah. I forgot for a minute. The point is we're not safe. Two people, two horrible people, but that's beside the point. We're just torn apart. We've got to get Topher and Mr. Snodbottom and get out of here. What if they're already dead? Oh, oh thank, thank God. God. We have to wake them up and get them out of here. Bang on that door that joins our rooms. Mr. Snodbottom, Topher, wake up! What in the name of Jehovah Jireh? Mr. Snodbottom, we gotta get out of here right now. There's been a brutal double murder. There was blood everywhere, even inside the sealed water bottles inside the mini bar. Boys, slow down. Tell me what's going on. Clint and Kenneth have been torn apart by an insane lunatic. They're dead and the killer's still on the loose. Kendall, wait. Where's Topher? I'm here. I was in the bathroom. Oh, thank God. Topher, is this how you sleep? In full pajamas like they used to wear on TV? I always imagined you in tidy whities Cliff, we're about to be murdered and all you can think about is Topher's disco stick. Kendall, Topher is right there. How about a little discretion? Boys, I think we should leave. Let's load up the bus and hightail it to New York. Now someone is making sense. Mr. Snodbottom, you start the real Sass Express and I'll get our things packed up right away. Topher, you pack our room as quickly as you can. We're pulling out of here in three minutes. Is the coast clear? It is right now, Kendall boy, but there's a strange, eerie silence out here. I almost feel as though I'm being watched. Just run quick and we'll be on the road before you know it. Here I go. Kendall, did he make it? I can't look. Yes, he's in the real Sass Express. Cliff, you help me with these bags. No, thanks to you, Topher thinks I do nothing but leer at him all day. I have to go do some damage control. Now is not the time! Kendall, remember what Mrs. Potter Butter Butter Churn wrote in that thank you card she sent us after we got her that bouquet of posies on her birthday? You're right. Now is always the time for kindness. I'll be right back. 
Topher? I'm in the bathroom. Hold on just a second. Did you say come right in? <gasps> Topher, what are you doing? What are all these herbs and incense? It's not the time to be getting aware. I mean, unless you've already rolled the joint, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Where's the lighter? No, this isn't pot. It's Wolfsbane. And I wasn't smoking it. I was... What? It all started when I found this book at the bottom of the bag that they gave you at the bookstore. Let me get this straight. You're not rolling a joint using pages ripped out of Sarah Palin, An American Life? Because <laughs> that would be awesome. No, I found this book. Raising Hell Demons for Fun and Profit. Oh, you didn't. You didn't do what I think you did. You said you wanted Clinton Kenneth dead. I was just trying to be a good assistant. Oh, Topher. I'm going to have to tell Kendall, and he's going to write this up and put it in your file. But I'll take it back out while he's sleeping or drunk. The Hell Demon. Oh, God! It's still here? I can't get him to leave. He killed Clinton Kenneth, belched fire into the Pepsi machine, and then said he had to find his pigs. <gasps> oh! Topher, you didn't raise just any Hell Demon. You raised... I am Hillbilly Willie. <laughs> Cliff, what was that sound? What's that strange glow coming from the back? Oh my god! Hillbilly Willie, I did not see this coming! Topher was just trying to help! Topher brought back Hillbilly Willie? That's my name. <laughs> and yes, you are all going to die. <laughs> I thought I should take my bowel medication before we- Oh dear lord! I thought I killed you last Halloween. An old man, two big fat podcasters, and a sexy assistant. But I see you refuse to die. Well, not again. Technically, you did kill our sexy assistant last year. Topher is my new sexy assistant. Don't kill him! Too late! Oh, God! Kendall, he just ripped Topher's head right off! I've never seen a decapitation in a motel bathroom before. Get ready to see another. Uh, why are we running? You might not want to run out the door, Kendall boy. My irritable bowels, you know. Kendall, Topher's head is in the sink and his body is on the floor. <laughs> I think I might be going into asphylactic shock. I don't think that's a thing. Enough banter from the fat man about to die. Whoa, my goodness. Tell Mrs. Puddlebutter Puddlechurn I loved her. I would, but we'll be dead. You first, old man. <laughs> you, you totally just killed Mr. Snodbottom. You blasted a hole right through him. Now he looks like the poster for Death Becomes Her. And now you're going to look like the poster for Night of the Living Dead. But weren't they zombies like walking around and stuff? I can't keep up with you two and your witty repartee. We'll die as we live, Cliff. Sassy. Uh. Speaking of you two dying, here goes. What? Uh, uh, last year before you tried to kill us, you gave us a few minutes to talk alone, remember? So? I, th I think it's like a 
law that you have to follow whatever precedent you set before? Finally, your experience working for the lawyers comes in handy. I also know that you can spell judgment with only one E. Enough! Very well, if I must, I will give you five more minutes of life. But then you'll be as dead as your identical twin, Dom DeLuise. He's gone! Did he just leave us alone? Can we just walk out of the bathroom and leave? Let's try. Oh, he sealed us in with a ring of fire like last time. This is really a nightmare come true. Like when I went to my first bubbleology class and I couldn't follow anything the teacher was saying. No offense, but I don't want to spend my last minutes on Earth hearing about your bubbleology unless I can hear the sound effects that goes with it. And since we're not on the air, I can't, so we're not going there. That's cool. All this heat is making me thirsty. Get some water. Okay. Ah! Tover's head is still in the sink. Do you have your cell phone? Isn't that how we usually get out of these jams? Yeah. Do you want to call Alan? He'll be expecting us tomorrow. Not really. I mean, I love Alan and everything, but what's he going to do for us at this point? I just thought it might be polite to let him know we won't be coming. Nah. You want to call your mom or your wife, Susan? Uh, my mom's in bed this late, and she'll just worry if someone calls in the middle of the night. And Susan's at a big conference in Dubai. She'll be mad about the international charges on the phone bill. Oh, well. I guess we'll just wait for Hillbilly Willie. Yeah. Came to Busheltown just to sign some books. There's something bad here there can be no denying. Hillbilly Willie's back and it's time to do some dying. And it's too late, Kendall, now it's too late Though we really did try to cheat death Topher has died and we can't hide And we've got so little time left, oh no It used to be so easy doing shows with you we were fat and sassy, we knew just what to do. Now we're gonna die young, and I guess that's kind of cool. Way to look on the bright side. But it's too late, Kenzo, now it's too late. We're getting closer to our last breath. Our producer has died and we can't hide And I guess it's time to accept death Oh no no But we can keep on going just me and you Our show from cloud to cloud we can make it come true But if we end up in hell I'm not sure what we can do well, it's too late, Kendall, now it's too late Though we really did try to cheat death We're gonna die and we can't hide Now let's take our last breath Maybe you forgot about us. I hope you are ready to die. Oh! Here I come to kill you. <laughs> Hillbilly Willie slipped. 
Now's our chance. Did he slip on Topher's blood? No, he slipped on the uh, product of Mr. Snodbottom's irritable bowels. <laughs> Did he knock himself out? Can hell demons lose consciousness? He's just lying there on the carpet. Gross, laying on motel carpet. Wait, how did Topher summon him from hell? With a book! He summoned him from Sarah Palin's book? Everything's starting to make sense now. No, with this book. Raising hell demons for fun and profit. There must be a chapter about sending the demons back to hell. Oh, that's so smart! You're the level-headed brother. I know, I know, I know, I know, I know. Look, chapter 13, sending hell demons back to hell. Quick, what do we need before he wakes up? Wolf's bane. Oh, Topher had some right here. Okay, um, it says we need some salicylic acid. Where are we going to find that? I know, in Topher's toiletry bag. It's an ingredient in his daily exfoliating face wash. Look, you did learn something from Bubbleology. Nope, I use the same face wash. I always use whatever product Sarah Jessica Parker tells me to. Oh well, hand it here. I'm going to squeeze some out into the wolf's bane here on the toilet seat. Let's see, we also need... Oh, um... What? The blood of a sexy man. Okay. Cut me. I won't look. Um, I think we should use Topher's blood. Oh yeah, it's already here and available. Yeah, that's why. Okay, so the blood's mixed in with the wolf's bane and the salicylic acid. We need to apply the mixture to the hell demon. You know, this reminds me... Of our graveyard episode from Halloween 2008? I was just thinking that same thing. <laughs> Can you believe we've been doing this show for so long? Well, we won't be doing it much longer if we don't hurry up. Scoop up some of that mixture and lay it on Hillbilly Willie. Okay. Ugh, this is gross. Just drop it on him? I guess. Here goes. No retreat. No surrender. Go back to hell, you bitch. <laughs> You found the secret! When you get back to hell, say hello to Hitler for us! You really want to say hello to Hitler? Never mind, just die, you hell demon mother effer! I'll get you two fatsos if it's the last thing I do! Is he... gone? I think so. It's so quiet all of a sudden. What's that? Candle boy. Oh my god! Mr. Snodbottom, you're alive! But there's a 12-inch hole in your stomach. I can see the floor through it. Don't question fate, my boy. And so our two obese heroes lived to be sassy another day. Mr. Snodbottom made a full recovery, but alas, Topher, Cliff's sexy assistant, did not. He was buried in Busheltown, in a service later in the week. But in case you were wondering, Cliff and Kendall did make it to frequent guest star Alan's place in Brooklyn, where they enjoyed a rockin' Halloween party. Alan, this Halloween party is rockin'. Thanks, guys. I'm glad you could make it. Why were you late again? There was this hell demon in Busheltown. The same one from last year? Yeah, he killed Cliff's assistant again. Except last year, Sebastian offered himself as a sacrifice. He was a devout Satanist, remember? But poor Topher, he just got decapitated for trying to help us. Bummer. Oh, and Kendall, 
Happy early birthday! Oh, thanks! <laughs> you turn 29 tomorrow. Haha, <laughs> you've been 29 for a month and a half. Kendall, that is a low blow. Cliff, can I refill your punch glass? Yes, Cliff and Kendall really had a happy Halloween that year, and we hope you do too. Happy Halloween, everyone! I'll get you, Cliff and Kendall, if it's the last thing I do! Welcome back to the all-night Cliff and Kendall Halloween episode festival. We have Hillbilly Willy 3, House of Demons. It's a tale of terror featuring Tyler, Cliff's former assistant. A Mr. Snodbottom whose bowels cannot be contained. And a slightly more alcoholic version of Kendall. If you enjoy terror, then enjoy the show. Once there was a farmer in the North Bushel Town woods Made his money growing corn and selling off dry goods But what he loved the most was his pigs, yes he did really He loved them more than he should, that old hillbilly willy He loved those pigs more than his wife, so everybody said So it's no wonder that she took the preacher to her bed what happened when he found them, I know it may sound real silly, but a horde of demons went and possessed old Hillbilly Willy. Now he's in the woods looking for his pigs most every night. He kills the folks in his way from sunset through daylight. He murdered some guy yesterday, boy it was a real dilly. So watch out or he'll get to you. Old Hillbilly Willy. Now, don't get between a drove of pigs and their man. And watch out for those demons, too. They're all over this land. And if it's a late October night and the air's a little chilly, listen for the crazy laughter of Hillbilly Willy. Yes, watch out or he might just get a little killy That demon-possessed pig farmer Old Hillbilly Willy Hello there, my name is Helen. And no, you're not imagining things. I am a jack-o'-lantern. I've been asked by Satan himself to tell you the terrifying tale of what happened one late October night when two fat podcasters got lost on a dark country road. Scared yet? Well, neither am I, but you will be. Oh yes, you will be. As our story begins, Cliff and Kendall are two obese heroes 
were driving to the Busheltown International Airport. They were about to take off on a trip to spend Halloween with their first lady of podcasting, Rayanne. Our two favorite fatsos were not alone, however. In the car with them were Cliff's sexy assistant, Tyler, and the producer of Cliff and Kendall Coast to Coast, Mr. Snodbottom. Let's join them now in the car. Oh, and did I mention? It was a dark and stormy night. Well, it was. Can anyone read that road sign up there? Uh, excuse me, boy. I believe it says Hamburger Street. Mr. Sidebottom, are you wearing your glasses? Kale boy, I told you I can see better long distance in the dark with my glasses off. Are you sure it says Hamburger Street? According to our MapQuest directions, we should be coming up on South Busheltown Square. Kendall, you know Mr. Snodbottom is irritable because of his marriage problems with Mrs. Potter Butter Butter Churn. Just drop it and I'll have Tyler check the directions on his phone. Tyler, can you do the GPS thing with your phone? I didn't bring my phone. You said it wouldn't work in Montreal. No, I said you wouldn't be wearing a shirt in Montreal. Why would you say something like that? <laughs> that doesn't even make sense. I thought I was whispering to myself. I forgot how good 22-year-olds can hear as opposed to... 30-year-olds like you? <sighs> yes. I'm 30 years old. And you are... Are be- still 29! Still in my 20s! If we were filling out surveys right now, I would check the box mark 18 to 29. And you would check the box mark... Would, would check the box mark 30 to 49. Exactly. I know. But you will be 30 in a matter of days. We're having your big 30th birthday in Montreal the day after Halloween. I know, I know, I know. I wish my wife Susan could be there. Well, it's not her fault she got called to go to that big business conference in Abu Dhabi. I'm just jealous she's going to see the sets from Sex and the City 2. Which was a terrible movie. Mr. Snodbottom, what's with these personal attacks on me? A bad movie review is not really a personal attack, Cliff. I saw that movie last week when you were watching it as you cleaned out the storage closet at the studio. You mean Cliff watched it while I cleaned out the storage closet? Tyler, I helped you. You pointed out the stack of bricks you wanted me to move and then you laid down on the floor and ate fiber bars while you watched Sex and the City 2 on Kendall's iPad. I thought I asked you not to play with my iPad, Cliff. I wasn't playing with it. I was watching the hit sequel, Sex and the City 2. And by the way, Tyler, I had to eat those fiber bars. They were going to be past their sell-by date in just a few months. That doesn't change the fact that the movie is terrible. Mr. Snodbottom, you're taking out your personal marital problems on Sarah Jessica Parker again. Didn't I lock my iPad? Everybody knows your password for everything is Cheddar Cheese 69. Sarah Jessica Parker is too old to dress like me. Now I have to change my password. It took me all day to move those bricks in the storage closet. Listen, we're all snapping at me because we've been cooped up in this car for so long. We've been driving for hours and now we're lost. Let's just calm down and let Kendall drive. Then we'll be ready for a relaxing flight to Montreal by way of Chicago, by way of Detroit, by way of Atlanta. Total travel time, 19 hours and 10 minutes. Why were there so many bricks in the storage closet at the podcasting studio? My last assistant, Topher, was going to make us a private brick walkway from the back door of the studio to the Dunkin' Donuts Baskin-Robbins that's behind our building. Topher was very handy. It was only a year ago we lost him. And it's been almost exactly... 
two years since Cliff's first assistant, Sebastian, died. Both at the hands of Hillbilly Willie. Cliff's assistants have all died at Halloween at the hands of who? Hillbilly Willie. He was a pig farmer possessed by hell demons. But don't worry, last Halloween we sent him back to hell for good. He can't hurt us now. Uh, aren't those who forget the past doomed to repeat it? Spoiler alert, Hillbilly Willie will not kill you. Besides, I'm sure we'll be safely in Montreal, Canada with our first lady. So there's nothing to worry about. Nothing to worry about. But as usual, Cliff was wrong. There was plenty to worry about. After deciding their map quest directions were useless, Mr. Snodbottom convinced Kindle to pull over and ask for help finding their way to the Busheltown International Airport. At last, they happened upon a small gas station in the middle of nowhere that stood out like a ghostly apparition in the gloomy night. Hello? Anybody here? Look over there! Fiber bars! Cliff, we just need directions to the airport. There are plenty of snacks in the car. Did you see all the smoke rolling out of the storage closet when Tyler got through cleaning it this morning? He's got the so-called munchies, and we'll finish off everything in the car by the time we get back outside. <laughs> and besides that, when did you turn over this new anti-extra snacks leaf? Just now. Look at my reflection in the mirror behind the cash register. I'm huge! Ugh! Me too. Was it smart for both of us to book tickets on the same flights to Montreal? I doubt the plane can support both of the world's fattest podcasters. Oh, I'm disgusting. Is there anything healthy we could eat? Fiber bars are healthy. But look at the boxes. They're the old style from a few years ago. Oh, they've probably just been sitting on the shelf for that long. Maybe, but they're so delicious. I don't know. Something doesn't seem right. Well, let's look at the magazines. Should we keep Mr. Snodbottom and Tyler waiting? Cliff, I need a few minutes away from Mr. Snodbottom's irritable bowels. I know. I think his bowels have only become more irritable since he and Mrs. Potter Butter Butter Churn started their trial separation. Oh, definitely. Hey, we could buy Tyler and Mr. Snodbottom a magazine for the plane. That's a nice thing to do. Do they have the Irritable Bowel Gazette? Well, Mr. Snowbound didn't need that. When they named him the IBS Man of the Year, they gave him a lifetime subscription. Oh. Well, what would Tyler like to read? Probably men's fitness, man's exercise, male physique, rock-hard pecs, six-pack abs, ass like two firm grapefruits. You just... <laughs> um, you're entering the sexual harassment zone again, Cliff. Oh, sorry. Maybe we should just get ourselves magazines. Easy enough. Dog fancy for me and for you. Anything with Zach Efron on it. Oh, do they have the new quarterly podcast and journal? They were finally going to review our show. Uh, nope, not here. I'm dying to read what they said. Oh, yeah, me too. Okay. Well, grab those and do you need anything else? Uh, I think I'll just get something to drink. What do you want? Water? Coke Zero? I was thinking <clears throat> this. Kendall! That's a case of Jack Daniels. You know how much it'll cost to take that on the plane. If there are any bottles left when we get to the airport, I'll put them in our checked luggage. Uh, I don't know how to say this except to just come out and ask. Do you have a drinking problem? Yes, and my problem right now is that I'm not drinking. <laughs> um, I think we need to talk. Wait, did you hear that? 
What? It sounded like it came from over there behind that door that says employees only. I'm sure it's nothing. That's what my email therapist would say. This Halloween is going to be different from last year and the year before. I mean, we've barely mentioned Hillbilly Willie since he terrorized us last year. And that's healthy, right? Repression? Denial? Wait, wait, wait. There, there it was again. Uh, let's move slowly towards the door. On the count of three. One, two, three. Hey, y'all. Sorry I didn't hear you. I was in the back. Feel dressing a deer. Blech. I'm Darlene, Owen proprietress of this gas station. How can I help you? Oh, we just need to get a few things. And directions. Oh, yeah. We're, we're kind of lost out here. Bad night for it. Something awful could happen to a body lost out in these woods on a night like tonight. That's comforting. I printed directions from the internet, but they were all wrong. We're trying to get to the airport. Airport? Hune's awfully far from there. I thought we were getting pretty close to South Busheltown Square. South Busheltown Square? You big old boys are smack dab in the middle of the North Busheltown Woods. Ah! It ain't nothing to go screaming about. Although it is late October night and folks from these parts know. We know too. All too well. Hillbilly Willie. Pig farmer possessed by hell demons. Kills anyone in his way. As he looks for his lost pigs. Or something. Crazy. Murderer. We've got to get out of here. Now don't you two get your bloomers in a tangle. Used to be the North Busheltown Woods was filled with crazy laughter. Hillbilly Willie was out looking for his pigs. Especially at night and especially in late October. But it's been over a year since we heard anything. Cliff, do you think it really worked last year? Of course it worked. He's gone. He's in hell where he belongs. Nothing can bring him back. Not again. You fellas know an awful lot about Hillbilly Willie. Well, we... No, no, no. Not really. Don't really know so much. Look, can you help us with direction to the airport? We've got a flight to catch. Okay, sure. Is that your car out there? Yeah. We used to have a tour bus, but it got repossessed. Tour bus? Yeah, we... Wait. Let me guess. Two large fellas like you? What are you, Southern Baptists on the road saving souls? Uh, no. You two travel from town to town hustling folks and pie eating contests? No, we're podcasters, and we were on a book tour, but our tour bus... Which I called the Real South Express. It got repossessed when our book deal was canceled. And now, Darlene, ma'am, we got a plane to catch if you don't mind. No, I don't mind at all. Not at all. After they bought their magazines and whiskey, Cliff and Kindle headed back outside to the car. Let's not mention that we're in the North Washington Woods, okay? You think it would scare them too much? Yes, and I'd hate to smell what it might do to Mr. Snotbottom's irritable bowels. We'll just follow these directions that woman gave us and head right to the airport. Okay. Wait, should I drive? What? Are you drunk? Is that how we got lost? You can tell me. I won't be mad. Why do you think I have a drinking problem? You used to drink sensibly. Just three or four drinks a night, six or seven nights a week. But now I think you have a problem. Wait, is this because you've been writing that screenplay about Betty Ford? I'm just trying to write a great part so Shelley Long can finally win an Oscar. I'm not an alcoholic. Let me smell your breath. Are you serious? Kendall, I'm just trying to follow the Dow out of the North Busheltown Woods, but before we get in that car, I want you to breathe in my face. Okay. <sighs> <coughs> 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 does, <coughs> does it 
Does it smell like liquor? No. It just smells like those vegan cheese doodles you've been eating all day. See? Say nothing. I think you could level a small village with the stench of those doodles. Let's just go. Well, that took long enough. Mr. Snodbottom, we had to wait for the sales lady. And besides, we bought you a magazine. How about a little thanks? No, wait. We only bought ourselves magazines. Oh, well, we thought about buying you guys a magazine. And it's the thought that counts. Thank you, Tyler. I think that was sarcasm. You know, it's hard to read sarcasm on skinny people sometimes. Did you at least get directions to the airport? Yes, and if we hurry, we might still catch our flight. Does anyone want to read Kendall's copy of Dog Fancy? No. no. What about my... Kendall, you didn't get me a magazine. This is a high school musical three coloring book. It was the only thing with Zac Efron on it. How is this gonna... Oh, my God, there are stickers. Let's just hurry up and get to the airport. Oh, Mr. Snodbottom. I checked to see if they had the new quarterly podcasting journal, but they didn't. I see. Why am I the only one excited to read the review of our show? Uh, I'm excited. I love our show. I decided long ago to give up on having a husband or children to focus on Cliff and Kendall coast to coast. I'm sure the guy from Quarterly Podcast and Journal loves the show too. I'm sure. May I suggest we drive in silence? Good suggestion. Let's just chill out and drive. This is kind of scary out here. Cliff, remember there's no need for fear. Oh no, I'm not afraid. It's just, it's just kind of scary is all. Maybe we can listen to some music. Would you mind that, Mr. Snodbottom? I suppose not. Okay, what tape were we listening to? Okay, driving in silence it is. The doomed foursome followed their new directions. But before long, someone in the car needed to stop. Little did they know, this would be their last pit stop before they reached the very gates of hell. Um, I need to pull over. What? I have to go to the bathroom. Here? I have to go! But we're still in the north. In the car on route to the airport! Yes! But you'll get all wet. It's pouring rain. And if I stay in the car much longer, it'll get all wet from something else. Can't you wait? No, it'll only take a second. Please hurry. Be right back. Hurry. What's the big deal? It won't take that long. I know, I'm just anxious to get to the airport. You know, boys, these woods are starting to look awfully familiar. They're trees. Trees tend to look the same as all. But Mr. Snodbottom found these trees familiar for one reason. He was in the North Busheltown Woods. The very place he'd nearly died twice before. And speaking of woods, Kendall was walking deeper into the forest, trying to find a place to relieve himself. Oh, okay, this looks as good as any place to go. We'll be out of the woods soon. According to the directions, we're just a few miles away from the highway. find it comfortable to talk to myself in frightening situations. Don't you, Kendall? Oh, well, yes, I do. Doesn't make me crazy, does it? No, not at all. <laughs> okay. Now, while I'm here, might as well have one small drink from my flask. 
Oh, that ought to help me with cope with irritable bowels. Cliff's incessant jabbering about Zach Efron's disco stick and having to look at Tyler's skinny body making a mockery of my big fat... What's that over there? Oh my... Oh my god. Cemetery! <laughs> I tripped over a headstone. Oh my god. Harriet Clogstone, devoted pig farmer's wife. No, it couldn't be her. Died 1978. Oh my god. Right next to her is... Clockstone pig farmer gone missing in 1978. Empty casket buried. God, these tombstones are thorough. I gotta get out of here. We gotta go. What is it? Graveyard. What? Graveyard. Gay bar. Kendall, I am too fat to go to any gay bar. Tyler, skinny body. Graveyard. 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 Yes. These woods are looking awfully familiar. Let's just go in silence. Let's meditate on the true meaning of Halloween. Which is... Miniature Snickers bars! Now quiet! As Cliff and Kendall and company attempted their getaway, they soon realized that the directions they were now following were leading them no closer to the airport. Still in the car, their journey toward madness continued. We have been lost for hours. That woman's directions say the highway should be right here. Maybe we made a wrong turn. I followed what she wrote down to the letter. Damn, my lousy iPhone service out here in the sticks. I think we should stop at the next place where there are human beings and ask again. It's possible this woman made a mistake, forgot to write down a turn or something. Mr. Snidebottom is right. Let's stop. What's the big deal? Tyler, don't worry. You are safe. What happened to Sebastian and Topher is not going to happen to you. I didn't think it was. Hillbilly Willie will not kill you. Cliff! Uh, okay. Look, up ahead, there's a house on that hill. Should we stop? We're completely lost. We have no phone service. I think we have to. People in that house are our only hope. It was at this point in our story that Cliff and Kendall made their fateful decision to stop at the house on the hill. If you'd like to believe this story has a happy ending, I would advise you to stop listening now. But if you want the truth, the horrifying, blood-curdling truth, the truth about one of the three worst nights in Cliff and Kendall's lives, listen on. You just make your decision. I'll wait. Have you made up your mind yet? Okay. For the brave souls who've stayed, our story continues. Cliff, Kindle, Mr. Snodbottom, and Tyler got out of the car and made their way up to the front porch of the old house on the hill. I'm, I'm still not sure about this. This looks like the house from Psycho or something. Old creaky houses aren't that scary. It's like a grandma's house. Tyler, I bet your grandmother lived in a house just like this. Uh, no, she lived in a condominium. Oh. Are, are we sure anyone's home? I don't see any cars, but there are some lights on back in there. I'll knock and we'll find out. My bowels are getting irritated. What should we do? Try again. Uh, no one's there. That's not scary. I mean... Doors open sometimes. It probably wasn't closed that tight, and all the knocking just loosened it. Exactly. 
should we go in? Ordinarily, I would say the prudent course of action would be to not unlawfully enter someone else's home. But in this case, my bowels are telling me otherwise. Okay, then. You first. Mr. Snodbottom entered the house, followed closely by Cliff, Kendall, and Tyler. The house was filled with shadows, silence, and an odor of sour mildew mixed with fear. Can anyone find a light switch? I think I found a lamp. Stinks in here. That's just how an old wet house smells. This furniture? It's just old. Tyler, I bet your grandmother had furniture just like this in her condo. No, she bought all her stuff from Ikea. What do we do now? Hello? Is anyone at home? Mr. Snodbottom! Kettle boy, do you have a better idea? I must find a restroom. Let me see here. I have to go take my medicine. Tyler, will you hold my bag? Okay. I'll be right back. I don't think anyone's home. Maybe there's a map somewhere. Where do people keep their maps? I don't know. I'm getting creeped out. I think we should go once Mr. Snodbottom comes back. Okay. This was a bad idea. Did you hear that? It was Mr. Snodbottom. He must have found the bathroom. No, no, no. It, it came from upstairs. No, it must have been. He was right. Listen. I don't... Do we answer it? Are you insane? What if they could tell us how to get back to the highway? Oh, okay. Hello? They hung up. This is weird. I just want to be on a plane watching Hocus Pocus on your iPad. That's not going to happen tonight. Why? According to that clock on the wall, our flight is taking off right about now. I knew it. No! How do you explain this? Where did you find that? I found this phone book for the North Busheltown Woods in the bathroom. I knew these woods looked familiar. Were there any maps in the bathroom? Kendall, we gotta get out of here. Let's just drive. I I'm with you. Let's- Wait! What? Did you hear something? No. What's that sticking out of Mr. Snodbottom's bag? Uh, what? No, it's nothing. Tyler, let me see that. <gasps> Mr. Snodbottom, you have the new quarterly podcasting journal. Well, I... And Kendall, you knew about it! Cliff, don't. Now is not the time. Is the review that bad? I sent their staff a batch of homemade butternut rye krispies. We'll talk about it later. So they didn't give us their highest rating of four microphones. We got, what, three and a half, right? Three? Uh, let's just wait. What's that? Sounded like someone coming in the back door. That's what she said. Um, Hello? Hello? Hi, right, we're lost. We're hoping you could help us get back to the highway. Hello? Who's out there? We're lost. L looking for directions. Uh, sorry to barge in like this, but the door just opened. Damn, that's the door latch. Well, how are you? M my name's Bonnie, and welcome to my house. Thanks. My name is Kendall. This is Cliff. Hi. Mr. Snodbottom. Hello. And Cliff's assistant, Tyler. Hey.
Well, nice to make your acquaintance. Uh, so you're lost, you said? We were trying to get to the airport. I guess we still are, even though our flight just left without us. We'll just book the next flight out. Uh, that is, if Bonnie can kindly help us with some map or some directions. Well, sure I can. Uh, well, why aren't you set a spell, though? And uh, I just got some new fiber-infused brownies in the kitchen. The 90-calorie ones? One and the same. Uh, maybe we should just take one and go. I also got a nice uh, big bottle of Jack Daniels this morning. If you're into drinking, fellas, I'd like to offer you a swallow. Well, we did already miss our flight. What could a few more minutes hurt? Shoot, doggies. I don't hardly never get in company. If y'all want to come back to the kitchen... Oh, wait. Uh, there. Well, there's one thing. So, uh, do you think one of you could move your car? You're kind of blocking my driveway. Oh, sure. I'll go do that. What about your boy there? A good son would do some work for his daddy. Well, Tyler's not my son. I'm only 29. Cliff is 30, as I said. Tyler is Cliff's assistant. Uh, I'll just go move the car. Nah, I don't care. I'll go do it. Oh, okay. I am thirsty. Be right back. Tyler, before you go, can I see that quarterly podcasting journal? Sure. Here. Cliff? And Tyler, this isn't meant as a slide against Sebastian or Topher, but... You're the best assistant I've ever had. Um, okay. Be right back. You fellas are awful free with your emotions. That's not unusual. Cliff says things like that to Tyler every day. You never know when's the last time you're going to see somebody. That's right. You don't. It was still raining as Tyler went outside to move the car. He started the engine and tried to angle the car so as not to block the driveway. After he cut off the engine... He sat in the car for a moment. I know Kendall keeps the flask around here somewhere. Hmm. He must have it on him. Oh well. It's 420 somewhere. <coughs> you scared me, dude. Sorry, man. You're skinny as a rail. What? They said Cliff and Kendall are both big men, so to speak. But you're leaner than a lean cuisine. I'm Tyler, Cliff's assistant. How do you you're know You're not Cliff? Cliff or Kendall. No, I'm Tyler. I told you there was no happy ending. You may not have believed me, but you're now beginning to see. Meanwhile, in the kitchen, things were about to get even worse. Did you hear that sound outside? No, oh, it's just a thunderclap. I'm glad you're enjoying the fiber brownie, Cliff. Well, they're great and only 90 calories. But if you eat six like you just did, it's actually 540 calories. And how many calories are in that Jack and Coke? And how many were in the two you had before that? Okay, we're fat. Let's just drop it. How about you, old-timer? Ain't there nothing I can rustle up for you? I'm very fine, thank you. I can wait until we get to the airport. Are you sure? Yes. Cliff, put that magazine away. I have to know, Kendall. You all knew I'm not a baby bird for you to protect. Okay, go ahead. Read the review, page 103. Here we are. One and a half microphones. I baked Butternut not Rye Krispies for this douchebag. It's just one a-hole's opinion. Listen to this. Fat does not equal funny for the hosts of the grating and unpopular... See, now you wish you'd have waited, right? Hosts of this... Belchfield, oh, I can't. Can't go on, I know. I'm going to crap in a box and send it to that a-hole journalist or make him drink a college chillin' fill. I'm drunk all of a sudden. Where's 
Tyler. Oh, my. I didn't think you'd take it that hard. I don't think it was the review, boy. What? God, this jack is good. I have enough. What is going on here? Sorry, old man. You should have eaten or drank something. Bailey, you take care of that youngin? Yeah, is this them? Sure is. Who is this old? I don't know, but tie him up just in case we need him. He was there after all. All right. I told you the story was filled with terror. Tyler's soul was already having brunch with Jesus by now. But for Cliff, Kindle, and Mr. Snodbottom, things were only getting worse. Bonnie and Bailey, those two evil hillbillies, tied Cliff and Kindle up and then dragged the enormous bodies of our favorite fatsos down to the basement of the house. There was an altar down there in the dark. A dark altar in a dark basement set up for an even darker purpose. We call to the old dark one. We are here to do thy bidding. Oh, bowels of hell, open up and deliver to us the one we desire. He is no longer man, but the body of a man driven by hell demons. This is your part, Ma. We beckon you, O Satan, to release us the one known as Hillbilly Willie. Hillbilly Willie. Hillbilly Willie. Hillbilly Willie! We bring you the fat man who sent you back to hell last Halloween. They are here as offering to you so that their blood may restore you back to the earth so that you may find your pigs and rule us all. May you swiftly fly from the arms of Lucifer himself and return to us. Hillbilly Willie. Hillbilly Willie. What's happening, Ma? I don't know. He's coming. It's working. Dark Lord, we are here to serve you. This that has brought me back to earth. It is we, Master. Bonnie, Bailey, and Darlene. Why has there brought me from hell? To serve you, and so that you may one day rule the earth. And to find your pigs, oh Dark Master Hillbilly Willie. I will find my pigs. But first, I need something of you three, my servants. Oh yes, Master of Night and Pig Farming. We are faithful to your every command. Whatever you want, we'll be doing it. We have brought you the huge men who destroyed you last Halloween. Do I look destroyed? I'm here so The ones who vanquished you, oh hillbilly Willie. We offer them to you as we are your servants. Why did you bring me those fat asses? I hate them! Well now, according to this website, we found a printed off directions at the library and we needed them to free you from hell. Free me! I could have left any time I wanted to. But this show was destroyed. We're here to serve you, all-powerful pig farmer. Wow, before me! Yes! I am all powerful. Now I choose to eat your boy. That weren't on the website. What's going on? Oh my god, it's Hillbilly Willie! Cliff! Cliff! What? Oh, 
It's your Willy Willy! Why is it hell so long? It's the death of disgusting human brain I did enjoy the killing, though. <laughs> now am I clean? They are, uh, not here, your supreme evils. You bring me back from hell and don't deliver my pigs. Yourself! Now you shall be smitten! Ah! Now what am I supposed to do? Oh, hey! You're awake! Oh, <laughs> don't kill us! Now do what I want! I'm Hillbilly Willie! It's all happening again. I knew it would! Why must we be tormented every Halloween? I just want to watch the Great Pumpkin and eat candy. Is that so wrong? In the house! I'm now going upstairs to roll on the earth and find my kids. He left us. He always leaves us. My ropes are so tight. <laughs> I'm so fat. Wait. Wait, I think one of my ropes is coming loose. Let me, let me roll over to this pointy little garden shovel thing. I think I can cut off the rope. Where's Mr. Snobbop? Oh, God. He's probably dead. And Tyler? Oh, maybe he made it. Maybe he drove away. <laughs> I don't think so. He knew how to work the waffle iron. And he had an ass so tight you could bounce a quarter off of it. <laughs> I knew because once he was asleep and I bounced a quarter off of his ass. <laughs> Assistants don't get any better. We'll miss him. We'll hang a plaque up in the studio next to the plaque for Sebastian and, and the one for Topher. Gone. But never forgotten. How's that rope coming? Uh, uh, got it. Okay, untie me. All right. Okay, thanks. Now, now what? W we go upstairs? We have to. We have to stop Hillbilly Willie. How did we do it last year? Set a fire, something with shampoo. I, I don't. Look at that woman's face! <laughs> she doesn't even have a face anymore! No, that's her body, her face is over there! <gasps> it's that woman from the gas station! She led us here on purpose! What a bitch! Now her face is all over your shoe! That'll teach her to get my assistants killed! Let's go upstairs. Is that Mr. Snodbottom? Here. Are you okay? Little boy. I saw Hillbilly Willie. Where did he go? He flew out that window over the sink. Is he coming back? He said he was going to find his pigs. That the North Busseltown Woods would be his again. Well, that's ominous. What do we do? Stay and... Fight? Or... Run? Run. Run. Let's run. Let's run fast and far and never come back to the North Bushletown Woods for as long as we all shall live. Now, is that the brave thing to do? 
I believe the time for bravery has passed. I vote run. I need to tell Mrs. Potter but a butter churn that I love her. And I need to tell our first lady that I love her. And. And. Oh, I need to tell my beautiful wife, Susan, that I love her. Let's go. The car's still here. Oh, kid. <laughs> yes, the car was still there. And as Cliff sat weeping on the porch of the house on the hill, Kendall and Mr. Snodbottom buried Tyler's body. Then they put newspaper down over all the stains in the car. It was a difficult ride to the airport. But later, on their flight to Montreal... I, I can't believe we're running. It's not really running. We're not, like, on the lamb. We just can't ever go back to the North Bushletown Woods. Why didn't Hillbilly Willie kill us? I don't know. Does this feel like the end of the sixth Harry Potter book to you? Yes. Dumbledore is dead. Was Tyler Dumbledore? Um, I guess... And it's different because there was no epic battle because we're on a plane to Montreal. Right! We're done with fighting and killing. We're on a strict avoision policy of the North Town woods and that's it. Back to belches and dingers and disco sticks and the story's over. Does it feel over? No. But it was over. At least until next Halloween. Once there was a farmer in the North Busheltown woods That he's now possessed by demons should be understood We met him two years ago and yes he got real killy he killed Sebastian that year, that old hillbilly Willie. Cut to one year later and Topher too was dead. Cliff was brave back then, but now he hangs his head. It's true that Tyler was special, and I know it may sound silly, but this time it's personal with old hillbilly Willie. He's back in the woods, searching for his pigs most every night. He's killing folks in his way from sunset through daylight. But maybe he should watch his back. No, I mean really. Something may be coming for him. Old Hillbilly Willie. Now don't get between a drove of pigs and their man And watch out for those demons too, they're all over this land And if it's a late October night and the air's a little chilly Listen for the crazy laughter of Hillbilly Willie Yes, watch out or he might just get a little killy That demon-possessed pig farmer don't touch that dial. Up next on the all-night Cliff and Kendall Halloween episode festival, 
We've got Hillbilly Willie, part four, for all you binge listeners out there. What do an orphanage, the real Sass Express, and a psychic nun all have in common? (gasps) They're all in Hillbilly Willie, part four. Coming up next. Once there was a farmer in the North Busheltown woods Made his money growing corn and selling off dry goods But what he loved the most was his pigs, yes he did really He loved them more than he should, that old hillbilly Willie He loved those pigs more than his wife, so everybody said So it's no wonder that she took the preacher to her bed What happened when he found the mine? Oh, it may sound real silly But a horde of demons went and possessed old hillbilly Willie He's in the woods looking for his pigs most every night He kills the folks in his way from sunset through daylight He murdered some guy yesterday, boy it was a real dilly So watch out or he'll get to you Old Hillbilly Willie Now don't get between a drove of pigs and their man Watch out for those demons too, they're all over this land And if it's a late October night and the air's a little chilly Listen for the crazy laughter of Hillbilly Willie Yes, watch out or he might just get a little killy That demon-possessed pig farmer, old Hillbilly died and went to hell, and have been sentenced by Satan himself to relate to you this horrible Halloween tale. I can't tell you what I did in life to deserve this torturous task, but I can say, read the FBI warnings in the beginning of your videotapes very carefully. Our frightening journey begins in the studio where Cliff and Kendall were just wrapping up the final Halloween show of the season. Cliff and Kendall were the two fat hosts of the internet talk show called Cliff and Kendall Coast to Coast. They were obese, and for the past three Halloweens, they've been terrorized by a demon-possessed pig farmer named Hillbilly Willie. And I'm sure, by listening to the following conversation, you'll gather up enough plot points to be able to follow along with the rest of the story. I'll bet living in a nudist colony takes all the fun out of Halloween. And that was said by an unknown Arthur. Is it any wonder he stayed unknown? Kendall, shadows of a thousand years rise again unseen. Voices whisper in the trees. 
tonight is Halloween. And that was said, kindled by Dexter Cozen. Oh, Cliff, won't you take us home down those spooky roads? Take me home. Horrifying Halloween roads. Not this year. Just a good old-fashioned fun night with costumes and pumpkins. And candy, candy, candy. I'm Cliff. And I'm Kendall. We'll see you next week. Happy Halloween. Oh, our last Halloween show. I'm so sad it's almost over. I'm sad too, but also kind of relieved. This Halloween we're staying home and it's going to be boring. And I couldn't be happier because I don't have to tell you. The past three Halloweens have all been nightmares. Three years ago, an autumn vacation ruined by Hillbilly Willie. Two years ago, a book tour ruined by Hillbilly Willie. I never considered that a book tour, more of a me singing tour where there were also books. I know, and I still don't know how you completely misread that. And anyway, last year we were on our way to the airport and we were hijacked by a cult that worshipped Hillbilly Willie. (laughs) You don't have to tell me. I'm still suffering. Each year my assistant has died. Sebastian. Topher. Tyler. All dead. How does that happen? You wake up one day and all your assistants are dead. I just can't catch a break anymore. Hillbilly Willie, a demon-possessed pig farmer. Once a pig farmer of questionable ethics, he's now dead, but his body is possessed by uh, a whole horde of demons? The whole horde acting as one? He's a monster man! Monster man, that is a succinct way to put it. Scary monster man that's after his pigs. It doesn't even matter like what he's after because he'll just kill whatever. He's crazy. Hillbilly Willie is a scary, crazy monster man. If that doesn't scare you, I don't know what will. <laughs> Mr. Snodbottom! Boys, I know you had plans to spend the next few days at home, bumming around, eating compulsively. But I wanted you to do something spontaneous instead. Mrs. Potter Butter Butter Churn. Well, yes, boys. As you know, we've been on a waiting list to adopt a baby. <laughs> and we've just gotten word today that there's a newborn baby for us. Oh, my God. Congratulations. Oh, yeah, that's great news. We want you to come with us tonight to pick up our new daughter. Oh, what a great idea. Kendall, what do you say? Do you need to call Susan? No, she's in Rwanda at a business conference. Let's throw caution to the wind and just go. I was hoping you'd say yes, so I brought some champagne to help celebrate. (laughs) Wouldn't be proper celebration without it, you know. (laughs) Yes, dear. I'll open the bottle if you'll go fetch the glasses. (laughs) I'm so excited. (laughs) Me too. Me three. I've completely forgotten about Halloween. It's like, hello. I know. Now that I'm so focused on baby, I don't even remember Hillbilly Willie. It's like, Hillbilly Woody? I feel stupid for even having been scared those past Halloweens, because now there's a baby! Baby, baby, baby. Baby, baby. Baby, baby, baby. I have the best idea. (laughs) Here are the glasses, dear. Here goes the champagne. (laughs) If you don't mind, I'd like to make a speech. Wait, I think you'll agree this is a better tribute to our new baby than any speech could be. Baby, baby, I'm taken with the notion To love you with the sweetest of devotion Baby, baby, my tender love will flow from 
the blue sky baby i'm so glad you're mine yeah you're mine kendall come over here join me Baby, baby, the stars are shining for you And just like me, I'm sure that they adore you Baby, baby, go walking through the forest The two fast hosts finished the song, finished the champagne, and then the group packed up and went outside. The air was chilly, the wind sinister. But the sinister wind was blocked by something large that was just waiting outside the studio. Boys, I have one more surprise. <gasps> oh my god! How did you... What? The real Sass Express? You bought it back! Oh no. Unfortunately, that's still not an option. But I kept seeing it parked there at the pawn shop and... Well, I... <laughs> we made a deal with the pawnbroker, and he's let us rent it back for the next few days. <laughs> We're going to take it to pick up our new baby. <laughs> oh, how fun. And distractingly sentimental. Oh, I've missed our bus so much. But wait, we don't have a driver. Oh, dear, it wouldn't be proper etiquette to travel without a properly licensed driver. <laughs> but luckily we have one. Me. You? <laughs> Yes, dear, I oftentimes have to drive my bridge club around to various yarn stores. The club's grown so large that we couldn't fit all into my Lincoln anymore. <laughs> so I drive us all around in a bus. <laughs> Last year we even went on a road trip to view the famous bridges. <laughs> you mean like Jeff Bridges? Cliff, let's go inside. Okay. Oh, what's that smell? We think perhaps an animal went inside to die at some point. I'm sure it'll turn up sooner or later. Ah, but I've brought along some extra bottles of Elizabeth Taylor's White Diamond, so never fear, dears. <laughs> and with this, the group of four set out on what they expected to be a happy journey to pick up a new baby. They could never have been wronger, of course. After the cheery evening died, it was reincarnated into a dreary gray morning. The storm clouds rumbled overhead as Cliff, Kendall, and Mrs. Potter Butter Butter Churn stepped off the tour bus and onto the gravel driveway in front of a large building. Mrs. Potter Butter Butter Churn, is this large building the place where we're picking up our new baby? Oh, yes, dear, it's an orphanage. It's run by nuns. <laughs> Now there's an idea for Sister Act 3. <laughs> Where are the interns? Austin and Becky are already inside with Mr. Snodbottom. Ooh, listen to that thunder. You think we should go inside before it starts to rain? Oh, that sounds like a prudent measure, dear. <laughs> Hello, everyone, and welcome. I'm Sister Mary Mildred. Oh, yes, I believe we spoke on the phone. Yes, ma'am. If you and your friends will follow me, there's still more paperwork to be filled out before you take the child. Where's Mr. Snotbottom? I'll take you to him right now. Mrs. Butter 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 Churn, I have two questions. A, where are we? I fell asleep last night early, I guess because I was so excited. Oh, me too. I didn't even notice where we were headed. I just fell asleep from excitement. And question two, what's the baby's name? No, I am glad you asked that second question, dear. 
Mr. Snotbottom is right inside this office filling out some final paperwork. Oh, hello, dear. And Becky, you look lovely. Well, and Austin, you, of course, look lovely, too. <laughs> oh, thanks, Mrs. Potter Butter Butter Churn. Yes, and congratulations. Well, while we're all here together, I think there are some joyous things to be discussed. <laughs> yes, this trip is going to be fun. Mrs. Potter Butter Butter Churn and I decided last night that this trip is going to be nothing but fun. As we sat in the cab with the tour bus and surveyed the open road and the signs saying things like, Try Taco Bell's new Dorito Burrito, Way Station closed and... 40 more miles to the north. Oh, dear, 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 I have an announcement. <laughs> oh, I hope there's champagne for this announcement, too. If it's all right with Cliff and Kindle, I'd like to ask Becky to come to work for Mr. Snodbottom and I as our new nanny. Yes, dear. We'll need a lot of help with the little one around. Oh, I think that's a great idea. Oh, I would love to. I love children and always meant to tell you. I have a master's degree in early childhood education. Oh, how lovely! And Austin will, of course, be promoted to full-time assistant. But, Cliff, that means the only one working for us will be Austin. I'm left with no help. Again. It's not like I enjoy calling in food orders any more than you do. Kendall, I hear you. And look, let me show you how Oprah I really am. For the first time ever, I will share him with you. You mean, like, I get to tell Austin things to do? Austin can do whatever we both want him to do. Austin will be ours? He belongs to both of us. It's weird that you would say all this with me sitting right here. We're sharing things as a family now. Just like we're sharing the baby. I'm not sure what you mean by sharing. I've got the time, dear. Anyway, yes, Kendall, Austin will belong to both of us. If you just want to give me those papers when you're through signing them, that'd be fine. Oh, yes. Sorry. Oh, yes, my apologies. Etiquette, you know. <laughs> oh, wait. What's the baby's name? Well, boys, since you both mean so much to us... And since it's because of you that we're together and are able to give this new little person a safe and loving home, we've decided to name our daughter Ken Cliffa. Oh. oh, that is just... Wow. It's... I mean, it's gotta be the best name I've ever heard. The best name, it really is. We're honored, you guys. We, we of course, love you much, but I must get these papers signed. That would be fantastic. This is such a happy occasion. Nothing can change the happiness of this occasion. And not even the thunderstorm raging right outside this large, dimly lit, cobweb-filled, obviously economically challenged building we're in. I'm not even going to comment on this strange and sudden cold spot in the room. It was normal a minute ago. Now it's cold. Who knows? Who cares? Soon we'll have little Ken Cliffa. Tomorrow is Halloween. All is right with the world. For sure and definitely. There's nothing rotten in the state of... Oh wait, you never told us where we were. Why, my children, you're an old lady of perpetual horrors home for children in the North Bushel Town Woods. We're in, in the, the what? <gasps> in a shocking plot twist foretold by no one, Cliff and Kendall have, for the fourth year in a row, landed square in the hotbed of hell demon activity known as the North Bushel Town Woods. 
fainted dead away with the news. Several hours later, Cliff and Kendall woke up in a dark room somewhere inside the orphanage. Ugh! Where am I? Uh, where are we? Sebastian and Tom... Uh, Austin. Austin! Becky! Austin! Mrs. Potterbutter and Mr. Snodbottom! We're all here to pick up the new baby! Ken Cliffa, we're in an orphanage. An economically disadvantaged one. In the freaking North Busheltown woods! Uh, this is obviously gonna end terribly. I'm just throwing it out there. Why are there no lights on? It's completely dark. Feel around on the wall for a light switch. Oh my god, there's a woman in here. With huge breasts. No, that's me. Feel the wall. Okay. Hmm. Cobwebs. Rat droppings. Crumbs from a Taco Bell Dorito Burrito. Oh. And oh my god, Cliff. Am I squeezing your man boobs again? No. Oh god, we're in here with a busty ghost. Oh no, no, no. Wait. These are my boobs. Okay, let's see. Here's a switch. Nothing. The storm must have knocked out the electricity. If this were Jurassic Park, the raptors would get out and chase us so they could eat us. And they'd win because we're so obese we couldn't stop them. But this isn't Jurassic Park. It's a creepy orphanage in the North Bristletown Woods. So the demons are going to get out and kill us. It won't be 20 minutes before Hillbilly Willie shows up. Why did Jesus make Halloween so scary? I don't know, but you'll probably be able to ask him tonight. Wait, wait. Here's another switch. It works. The lights aren't out after all. Oh, thank God. You know, looking back on it, that was a fun Halloween scare. <laughs> it was. And now we can go get our baby and get on the Real Sass Express and go back home. We'll say goodbye to the North Busheltown Woods until we inevitably get drawn back here next Halloween through some implausible confluence of events that defy all logic or reason. Oh, oh probably so. <laughs> Let's go find Mr. Snodbottom. Cliff and Kendall left the dirty room they'd been stowed in after their freak fainting spell. Downstairs, they found Mrs. Potter Butter Butterchurn sitting in the lobby. Kendall was about to finish retelling the story of the exciting adventure they'd just had before they found the working light switch. And then we found the light switch and we were like, oh, what a fun Halloween scare that was. Oh, <laughs> you boys still get into the most hysterical trouble. <laughs> Hey, where is everybody? Oh, Mr. Snobbottom was going out to the tour bus with the interns to get something. I admit I forget what because I've been thinking about the baby. <laughs> oh, nobody could blame you. King Cliffa is a beautiful baby. So lucky to get parents like you guys. Oh, thank you, dear. It's a joyous occasion, all right. What a happy Halloween we're all having. I'm afraid I have bad news. The storm knocked a tree down over the driveway to the orphanage. We won't be able to get the real Sass Express out until they come and drag the tree away. Can't Austin and Kendall go push the tree out of the way? I'm afraid not, boy. According to Sister Mary Mildred, the tree was a 200-year-old pine planted by an insane pilgrim who'd run away from the colony after they found them stuffless pantaloons with chicken feathers. Oh my! Were there still pilgrims 200 years ago? Kendall, that's not important. What is important is how Sister Mary Mildred knew about that. You think she's 200 years old? Maybe. Or maybe where there's an insane pilgrim, there's a demon-possessed pig farmer. How are you making that connection again? It's called trying really hard, and it's what our nation's military does every day, thank you very much. 
Have we considered that maybe this Halloween has nothing to do with Hillbilly Willie? Like how Halloween 3 had nothing to do with Michael Myers? You know, I bet you're right. <laughs> Aren't I always? <laughs> Not when I tell stories about us. But I think we should check out how Sister Mary Mildred knew all about that tree. Dears, why don't you work on that while I check on Ken Cliffa? Becky put her down for a nap and she may be ready for a bottle. And I'll have Awesome bringing in the luggage. It appears we'll be staying the night. Staying the night? In the orphanage? The sisters offered since there are so many empty rooms upstairs. Oh my, what a spooky way to start a family. With this, the group parted ways. Mr. Snodbottom went outside. Cliff and Kendall went in search of the strangely knowledgeable nun. And Mrs. Potter Benjamin went to the nursery to check on Ken Cliffa. Oh, my little dear, you're wide awake. <laughs> oh, I bet you're ready for a bottle, aren't you? Oh, yes, Becky said she left one around here somewhere, all heated and full of formula. Hmm. I'll go check on the laboratory. You stay in your crib, dear. <laughs> oh my, what was that? Ken Cliffa, are you okay? Oh, oh you're fine. <laughs> oh, let me... Come pick you up, my stars. How did this crystal vase break? It was all the way across the room. Maybe staying here isn't such a good idea. I want to get you, my sweet newborn adopted baby, out of here and somewhere safe. This is not bottom dear. As Mrs. Potter Butter Butterchurn and her new child went in search of Mr. Snodbottom, Cliff and Kendall stood outside Sister Mary Mildred's office doorway. Cliff, what are you going to do? Ask her if she's clairvoyant? No, I'll be real subtle. Why don't you let me ask her? Why don't we see who can be more subtle about asking her? Okay. Oh, hello, gentlemen. I didn't expect to see you here. Oh, really? Won't you come in and have a seat? This is a great office you have here. Just lovely. And I love that poster. Which one, Kendall? There are so many lovely posters. The one that says, hang in there, above the Pope, hanging upside down on the monkey bars. Yes, that's a personal favorite of mine, too. Now, can I help you fellows? You don't already know? What? Uh, what Cliff is trying to say is that we heard the story about the man who planted that tree, the one that fell across the driveway, and we wondered if you knew any other fascinating old stories about this area. Yeah, that's great. Kendall loves that channel, the one with uh, Hitler and the muskets and all the marine stormtroopers. It's the History Channel. I'm more into the Oprah Network. So, how do you know so much about local history? I don't know so much. Not really. I, um... Feel free to tell us anything. We're talk show hosts. I... I can't tell. I told him I wouldn't say anything. Can't tell what? Ow! Why did you kick me? I was trying to get your attention so I could give you a knowing glance. Like, obviously, the who she's talking about is Hillbilly Willie. I was just thinking the same thing. I know, and if you looked over here, we could have communicated all that without using words. Like we're describing what's happening for the blind. I'm sorry. What are you talking about? You're being controlled by Hillbilly Willie, right? I knew he'd show up. No. I'm being controlled by Romy Scoggins. Who's that? The new leader of the cult that brought Hillbilly Willie back from hell last Halloween? No. Romy Scoggins is the Busheltown District Attorney. I shouldn't be telling you any of this, but I'm an imposter. <gasps> I saw a murder, and I'm waiting here. 
posing as a choir directing nun until I testify because threats were made against my life. <gasps> this is just like the movie! Yes, this is just like the movie Witness. What murder did you see happen? Cliff, she can't tell us that. Why not? Shawty blew her whole cover. That's just it. I didn't witness the murder directly. I saw it before it was going to happen. <gasps> I grew up in the West Busheltown woods, and my mother was a mountain mystic who read crystal balls through bones and found messages in the rye fields. I inherited her gift. Can you read palms? Never mind that. Can you read really fat palms where you can hardly see the lines because how pudgy the hands are? I can't do anything as well as my mother, but I can pick up on things sometimes. Do you know anything about Hillbilly Willie? I've heard the legends everyone around here has, but I don't know anything else, sorry. I do know there's something in this orphanage. Maybe more than one thing. Something like a ghost? Ghost, a spirit, I can't tell. I just know it's not human and it isn't friendly. If something like that's here, why don't you leave? Honestly, since I've been posing as a nun, I've put on about 15 pounds and the only thing that fits is this big nun costume. <laughs> I hear that. High five. You know where we can get a couple of those robes? Kendall, not now. Do you think you can read my palm? I can give it a shot. Great. All right. Let me see. Hmm. I'm picking up on something. I can see a curse. A curse? Is that why I'm so fat? No, it was cursed on you three years ago by a man selling magazines. I'm getting a strong feeling now. It was in the North Busheltown Woods near Halloween. You're with a beautiful young man. Tyler? No, three years ago. Sebastian! I see a darkness around this person who looks like Zac Efron. He was a devout Satanist. Others have died after him. A beheading and a gunshot. Topher and Tyler. There's a dark mark on anyone who holds his same position. Because of that man who sold you a teen people and some pies? We stopped on the way to the cabin when we came for that relaxing on a vacation. What did that geezer at the cash register have to do with anything? He tried to warn you about Hillbilly Willie, but you didn't listen. <laughs> We put a hex on you, and since that young man was a Satanist, it's carried over to all others after him. You know, you're really good at picking up on things, sister. Sometimes I get a strong feeling or have a premonition, but other times I draw a blank or I get a vision after it's too late, and whatever I'm seeing is already happening. Those times are the worst. Yeah, that does sound bad. Kendall, has Mr. Snodbottom done Austin's paperwork yet? Is he an assistant or still an intern? I don't know. We have to stop him or our assistant's going to die. Cliff and Kendall burst from the office in hot pursuit of Mr. Snodbottom. They were making their way down a deserted corridor headed for the stairwell when a loud crack of thunder shook the building. And the lights went out. Uh-oh. How are we going to get to Mr. Snodbottom in time? I don't even know where we are. We're in the orphanage. I mean, we're in the building. It's huge. It's dilapidated. Even for a Busheltown orphanage. If this is an orphanage, where are the other kids? Mrs. Butter 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 Churn has our baby, but shouldn't there be other orphans around here someplace? Mr. Snodbottom said they were all on a field trip to a Halloween party. Well, that's a convenient explanation. But how are we going to find our way out? Let's just keep walking. I'm sure we'll eventually see a window or some emergency lights or something. Okay. 
What? I think I see something. Over there. What is it? I'm, I'm not sure. I, I thought I saw... Hey, Willy Willy? No, it's a refrigerator. We're in the kitchen. Oh. Open it up. I'm starving. Oh, me too. I can't see anything. I wonder why the light didn't come on. Oh, yeah. The electricity's off. I've got an app that turns my phone into a flashlight. Why didn't you think of that when we were stumbling around in the dark? Before. Close proximity to food always helps me think more clearly. Okay, we got some bologna, a jar of pickles, and some... Ugh, pig feet? Ooh, hand me the pickles. Oh, I don't want them. They're deal. Ooh, hand them to me. What has happened? The power came back on. Oh, I can see they have some carrot raisin salad. It looks like some steamed Brussels sprouts. Mm, these poor orphans. Oh, and a long pudding cup. I'm taking it. Wait, wait, wait. Do you notice anything strange? It's vanilla, and it's like the least strange thing ever. No, no, no. The, the light in the fridge is on now, but no other lights came on. Maybe the lights are just off in this room. I mean, most everybody's gone on that field trip. But I don't see any other... Why are you screaming? I'm sorry, you you startled us. We thought everyone was gone on that Halloween field trip. I never get to go on any field trip. Why not? Kendall, that's very rude. I'm sure this little girl has behavioral issues or something. And we don't have... Oh, shit, I forgot we're supposed to be saving Austin. <gasps> oh, yeah. I'm Kendall, and this is Cliff. My name is Becca. Uh, nice to meet you. We came to pick up a baby with our friends, and we have to find them. Do you think you could help us find our way back to the lobby area? Yes, I can help you. Follow me. Oh, thanks, Becca. You're a big help. We have to turn left and go downstairs. Oh, thanks for your help. If it weren't for you, we'd have been stuck in that kitchen for who knows how long. You're welcome. Why do you need to go to the lobby? Our friends are there, and, well, to make a long, scary story short, we got to get them and go. Go? Don't you want to stay and eat? Well, we've really got to get to our friends, but thanks for the offer. But I want you to stay. That's sweet, but we're going to go down these stairs and go, okay? Don't you want to stay and eat? Stay and eat forever? Forever. Stay with me, and you can eat forever. Oh, shit, she's a ghost. I didn't even notice till right now, but you can see right through her. Oh, God, Kendall, let's go. Cliff and Kendall ran from the ghost as fast as they could. As soon as they made it downstairs, they found Mr. Snodbottom holding the baby and looking out the lobby window. Mr. Snodbottom, we've got to get out of here. This whole place is haunted. Boys, calm down. Mrs. Butterbutter Butterchurn is outside, about to pull the bus around to the front steps. We'll be gone in just a moment. I thought there was a tree or something in the road. It seems like the same storm that knocked it down also washed it away. Isn't Mother Nature marvelous? She moved that tree and created this beautiful baby I'm holding. Mr. Snodbottom, how can you be so calm? We've been running from a ghost. It's still in here. Frankly, I don't know why it hasn't come down here and attacked us yet. Cliff, look. The plaque on the wall over by the fire extinguisher. Oh, my God. This wing of the orphanage is hereby dedicated to the memory of Becca Snelling. That's the 
the little girl. Duh, it says here she died over 20 years ago on these very grounds. Double duh, I can read, thanks. You don't have to read everything out loud. Oh, we've got to get out of here. Here comes a real Saz Express. Let's go. Where are Becky and Austin? There with Mrs. Potter Butter Butter and the two bus bowl. Did you finish Austin's paperwork? Is he an assistant or still an intern? Do you think I would spend this important family trip filling out paperwork? Oh, thank God. <laughs> Just kidding, boys. Of course, he's a full-fledged assistant now. You know how I hate falling behind on my paperwork. Oh, no! That means he's gonna die. <coughs> Quickly get in, dears. <laughs> Wait, isn't that gate down there shut? Oh, Ma, you're right. Someone has to go open it. I'll go. No, you'll die. From opening a gate? No, there's a curse on you now. Cliff, I'll go with him to make sure he's safe. I'll go too, since I'm the producer of the show. Here, you take the baby. Oh, poor King Clifford. What a terrifying way to begin her life. Oh, my. Cliff held the baby tight inside the tour bus. Outside, Kendall, Austin, and Mr. Snodbottom made their way to the gate. Be careful, Austin. I actually need some help. It's an electric gate, but the power's out, so we're gonna have to push. Okay, on three. One, two... Meanwhile, inside the real Sass Express. <laughs> Becky, can you see if they opened the gate yet? They're trying to push it open, I think. Becky, hold the baby, will you? I'm getting a text. We're at a time like this? It's from the nun, Sister Mary Mildred. She says there's a ghost in the tour bus. What? <laughs> Two, three. Oh, thank goodness. All right, let's get on the bus and get out of here. The young man, the old man, and the fat man hurried back to the tour bus as fast as they could. Hurry, guys. Oh, you boys run ahead. My bowels are acting up. We've got to go. Aren't there ghosts or something? Yes, I'll be right behind you. Oh, God, what a time for an IBS flare-up. You stay here. We'll pick you up on our way out of the driveway. Sounds good, boy. Kendall and Austin ran and jumped into the bus. We've got to pick up Mr. Snodbottom down by the gate. He's having an irritable bowel attack. Kendall, we got worse problems than that. There's a ghost on the door bus. What? The nun texted me. How does she have your phone number? She's psychic. She probably saw it in a vision. What do we do? Oh, hold on, she's texting again. It says to get rid of the ghost, you have to douse the bus with holy water. Where are we supposed to get that? <laughs> I have some in my purse. What? Well, I hope it works. It's actually holy toilet water. <laughs> toilet water? Gross. Dear, toilet water is like perfume. And this is something I bought from a shaman in Tibet several weeks ago. Quick, we gotta find it. It's in the back compartment with the baby's things. I'll get it. Quickly. Dears, we seem to have another problem. Another one? Yes, the Real Size Express is moving, but I'm not pressing the gas pedal. Either the engine is acting up or the ghost is in the engine. Becky, make it quick with the holy water. I got it. Give it to me, I'll douse the whole bus with it. Kendall unscrewed the cap and began shaking the bottle of holy toilet water all over the interior of the Real Sass Express. Are we slowing down? Is it working? Not yet, dears. And I have my foot pressed down firmly on the brakes. Oh, oh my exploding haystack! I threw it right for... Right for... 
Mr. Snodbot! Oh, let's all try and turn the steering wheel the other way! I'll do that. You keep spreading the holy water. Oh, I can barely look! Oh, why would he move out of the way? Are we slowing down? Yes, but not quickly enough! Look out! Oh my god! Oh dear heavens! Oh, we stopped. Oh dear, someone go and look! I'll go. Oh, there's so much blood! No, wait, that's not blood. Kendall. Kendall ran over to Mr. Snodbottom, who was not dead, and was also not covered in blood. He hadn't even been hit by the tour bus. He jumped out of the way at the last moment and had an irritable bowel attack in the middle of the street. After cleaning up and getting back on the tour bus, the group soldiered onward toward home. They hadn't gone too far down the road before they got another message from the psychic-turned-witness posing as a nun back at the orphanage. It's another text. Sister Mary Milder asks if the ghost is gone. Tell her that her tip about the holy water did the trick. The ghost is gone. Thanks. Oh, thank heavens we're all safe, especially Ken Cliffa, who will probably need years of therapy to deal with everything that's happened on this one night before Halloween. Huh. Hold on. She texted back. Are you sure? The bus is working fine now, right, Mrs. Potter Butter Butter Turn? Oh, yes, it would appear the holy water worked. Tell her we think so, but ask why she asked. I'll text her... yes. Oh, oh, she texted me again before I could reply to the first one. Don't you hate that? And didn't even save it or anything. What did she say? Oh, <laughs> had another vision. It wasn't a ghost on the bus. It was a demon-possessed pig farmer turned into a... Uh... Uh... A what? A baby! Hillbilly Willie. <laughs> it took you idiots long enough to figure it out. That stupid girl ghost can't leave the grounds of the orphanage, but I can. I am Hillbilly Willie, and I want my pigs. Oh, Ken Cliffa, what's happening? Stop calling me that terrible name. I'm Hillbilly Willie, and I chose to come back as a baby for my own reasons. I don't feel like going into it with you fat guys or these old people or these other morons that will probably die soon. Somebody open the door. I'll throw the demon-possessed baby pig farmer out and we'll run it over. Take your hands off of me. Ow! You morons are worthless. It's almost funny to hear you scramble for your lives. <laughs> I'm going to kill all of you, but I think I'll start with you. Take this! It's happened again! Hold on. Sister Mary Mildred is texting back. New vision. To defeat baby pig farmer splash with holy water. Was there any left? No, I emptied it all out! <laughs> Not all of it! What? There was another bottle! <laughs> yes, dear, I always buy extra. It could be months before I'm back in Tibet, you know. <laughs> Wait! No! Take this, you demon-possessed baby pig farmer! Oh god, his skin's peeling off. That's what a demon baby looks like on the inside. Oh, it's disgusting. Somebody check on Austin. Is he breathing? I can't tell. I don't think he's moving, Bo. 
because we hired him. We killed him. Wait, wait. I have an idea. Austin. Austin. You're fired. You're you're fired. What? Austin, you're fired. Kendall. Why? He's alive. It worked. Firing him freed him of the curse. Kendall, you big fat genius. You saved Halloween. <laughs> yes, dear. We owe it all to you. Good show, my boy. You know, I was the one who wasted the demon baby. What was all of that about anyway? Oh, Hillbilly Willie came back as our baby. What a terribly scary Halloween. Oh, I just realized, since Kim Clifford was really Hillbilly Willie all along, you guys don't have a baby anymore. Dear, and we so wanted a family to share our love. Wait, the nun texted again. Had vision, you vanquished Hillbilly Willie. Congratulations. P.S. I will get to work on a replacement non-demon adoption. It's weird how she's really not a nun, but she does a lot of work for the orphanage. Uh, guys, can we stop by a hospital? They did stop by a hospital not long after they left the North Busheltown Woods safely behind. Austin got three stitches and a cast on his left arm, and Mr. Snodbottom got a new irritable bowel prescription. Cliff and Kendall got dessert from the cafeteria. Then they boarded the real Sass Express and headed homeward. Milton, that demon baby, sure made quite the mess. I hope we don't get charged for a demon stain. <laughs> oh dear, that's the least of our worries. At least we're all safe. It's so late, but I, I can't sleep. I've still got so much adrenaline pumping through my big fat veins. I know. Plus, you know, I can't help but be sad we don't have a Halloween party to go to. Why don't we have a bus party? Great idea! Austin, get the brownies and the popcorn balls and the- Cliff, wait. You can't order around, Austin. We had to fire him to save his life. Plus, my arm's broken. I can't fix your arm, boy. But the good news is you're no longer fired. Huh? Mr. Snodbottom, he can't be my assistant. He can still die from the curse. He's not your assistant, or anybody's assistant. Here's the new paperwork, boy, with your new job title. Office helper person? Yes, and as an office helper person, get ready to file like you never filed before. <laughs> you too, Becky. Great. This Halloween ended up better than most. I think we might have a happy one after all. And now it's time to... Party! Oh, but step on it, Mrs. Potter Butter Butter Turn. <laughs> you got it, boys! <laughs> Pedal to the metal! We're going to fly! Watch out the window, the ride goes by. I can't believe we made it through the night. It's Halloween and nobody dies. Nobody died. In Bushel Town, there was a guy. He loved his pigs more than his wife. Came back again in a terrible way. A fake nun's message saved the day. Demon inside, demon inside, 
Our little baby was a demon inside, demon inside, demon inside. Our little baby was a demon inside. Billy Willie was out for blood. But we got him! We got him good. That holy water sure made him yell. Then we sent that demon back to hell. Straight back to hell. Or into the woods, I don't know. Demon inside, demon inside. Our little baby was a demon inside, demon inside, demon inside. Our little baby was a demon inside. Oh, 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 oh. Hey, what's in this box? Oh, those are Austin's butternut rock crispies. Pass one over here. I'm going to go ahead and grab two. Send a couple of my way, boys. Oh, yes, dear, please. That sounds delicious. Pedal to the metal. Just watch us fly. We'll keep on moving until daylight. I can't believe we made it through the night. It's Halloween and nobody died. Demon inside, demon inside. Our little baby was a demon inside. Demon inside, demon inside. Our little baby was a demon inside. I can't believe the baby was a demon inside. Demon inside, demon inside. Our little baby was a demon inside. Demon inside, demon inside. Our little baby was a demon inside. Demon inside, demon inside. Our little baby was a demon inside. Demon inside, demon inside. Our little baby was a demon inside. Thanks for listening to today's show, Cliff and Kendall Coast to Coast. We'll be here next time. Keep the emails coming in and be sure to subscribe. Thank you for staying up for the all-night Cliff and Kendall Halloween episode festival. Keep binge listening all month long for more Halloween and more Hillbilly Willie on Cliff and Kendall Coast to Coast. <laughs>